Hey there, We Can't Wrestle Podcast listeners. If you haven't noticed, we have switched our server to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Listening to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Now it's time for our host, Nate Manson. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode 101 of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Nate Maxson here, <laughs> along with a motley crew of characters my brother Aaron. My brother Kyle, my brother Archie, and our new co-host to the show, Mr. David Gold. Welcome to the We Can't Wrestle our, family, David. Our, what our up? Step, our step Welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> Archie says it's stepbrother. Uh, this is episode 101. All of these guys were on episode 100, and thank you guys for making that a great episode with lots and lots of downloads. It's doing really good. 19 hours long, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was five hours, five hours, 47 minutes. Oh, David and I topped out on our first podcast we did with you. Yeah, it was like hours. Yeah. That yeah. one, that one was just over six. Yeah, yeah. we all <laughs> yeah. went to the bathroom Oof. together on that one. Like, hold on, <laughs> yeah. we're going to Nate. We're going to Nate's bathroom so he can take a leak. <laughs> <laughs> but episode one hundred and one is here, and it is very special. Uh, one of my favorite things we do every year. It is the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame. Well, not every year. This is the second annual. So. Uh, we started it last year, and um, we're going to do it again this year. Each host has four inductees to the Hall of Shame this year, and I'm very much looking forward to it. The worst of professional wrestling. Yes. Um, but before we started recording, Kyle Kyle had a topic he wanted to bring up. So we're going to talk about that first, and then we'll get into the uh, the Hall of Shame. So I'm sure you guys have all seen it. Uh, the whole Adam Cole, uh, I don't even know the other guy's name. What is his name? Adam McAfee. Thank he you. used to be a punter for the Denver Broncos, I believe, right? Yes. I yes, think so. Yes. No well, idea he, what he you was, guys are even talking about. He was actually <laughs> really good, too. But yeah, so basically, basically, it's a giant work where Adam Cole went on the show and, like, throughout the interview, this dude was taking jabs at McAfee Cole, shit on him. McAfee shit on him. And finally, show. fucking Adam Cole stood up, knocked the mic over, and told him to go fuck himself and... Literally. People are wondering, like, there's a lot of people like, oh, is it real? Is it real? It's a fucking work, guys. Oh, yeah. It's like Vader, Vader in Kuwait. Was it a work or was it a shoot? Now, think about this for a minute, though. Yes, it could have been a work, but may, do you think maybe that work turned into a shoot and he went too far? Well, McAfee have. was shitting on him about his size. And no, I mean, did McAfee you know, go too far? Like, he I was supposed so. to work him, piss him off a little bit, and that was it? Maybe he went a little too far. And he might have. I just, the whole tone of the interview, it was like, because up until that point, it was 
him putting him over and talking about, you know, like everything in a fun way where, you know, Adam Cole can still be kind of a heel. I don't know, to me, like I said, I, I got a feeling that it's a giant work and it's leading up to something. Yeah, they're because saying they, it might lead to uh, McAfee's actual debut into wrestling. That's how they're going to put Adam Cole on the main roster and then have McAfee uh, debut as a wrestler against him. Uh, but the thing can that I it just, is, is so, so Adam Cole got into it with some guy that created internet software. <laughs> what I'm getting. <laughs> so yes. my problem with that Lawrence is are we going to have another Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow match again? My problem with that, my problem with that is anytime Ooh. anybody ever brings up Adam Cole going to the main roster, because Adam Cole going to the main roster to me is a terrible idea. Gonna he's going to get Nakamura. That's exactly what's going to happen to him if he goes to the main roster. He's going to get, get treated like Shinsuke. Everybody from NXT. What? He's going to, you know. And, and David, to, to your point earlier, or just a second ago, is it going to be another Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam Bigelow thing? No, because they'll just edit it. Right, it'll be a cinematic match. I mean, oh yeah, yeah God! Oh, right. They'll be in his it's... studio or something, <laughs> or they're like fighting on the radio and stuff. Let's have a commentator match. It's, it's the a, TMZ uh, battle. It's the Adam Cole call each other the worst. <laughs> We're gonna have the first ever Adam Cole Bebe match. Adam Cole Bebe. But like, I'll be like. What I don't understand is, though, every journalist who does talk about Adam Cole will put him over. Like, every Meltzer, uh, that Ryan Satin that's on the backstage now, they'll go, oh, he's a great talent, he's, got, he's a great technical wrestler, he's a high flyer, he's this. But, then, but he, damn, he's small. Well, what the hell does it matter if he's small? Shawn he ain't Michaels any, yeah, he ain't was 5'8". Big... You know, yeah, he you ain't know. any smaller than Shawn Michaels. Or yeah, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was just Shawn Michaels you know? was just furrier with more of a gut, really. Um, or a or a Shawn Waltman. <laughs> but Ray I mean, Adam, I, I I know you guys might dis might disagree with me a little bit and think it's a bold statement, but I think Adam Cole's the best wrestler in the world right now, and I just think going to the going to the main roster for him is a bad idea. He needs to stay where Triple H will treat him properly. And wait till Vince either gets uh, uh, institutionalized or croaks, well, and then go to the main roster. According to what I've read, is that USA and Fox are not happy with Vince McMahon mm-hmm. in the ratings. So there might be yeah, a huge kickoff. We don't know coming. how that's going to go, Kyle. He's oh, I know. Back up a little bit and say Triple H is the one in the forefront. But then every time they hand him a script, Vince will be there to go, "This is shit," and rip it up. He apparently he ripped up the script. Not this Monday, but last Monday, and they went. You you even mentioned it, Nate. They went on the fly. I mean, like, yeah. why? Why would you do that? The um, when the worst put, thing when they go to put Vince in the in the loony bin is he going to be like, <coughs> not the loony bin. It's a it's a mental facility. <laughs> it's a mental facility. But the 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 position the WWE put themselves in this time around is actually really bad, too, with these TV deals because they've gone from being a a company that is uses live audiences and such as a stream, and they've become a television production company. And, and these new, exactly, these new, these new contracts they signed, they were worth a lot of money, but essentially it was for television rights, and they can be treated like any other TV show. It can be, yep. well, yeah, we have you on a five-year year deal, but we're canceling your show. And then they're up shit creek. 
Right. And shareholders aren't happy, and shit's kind of caving in on them right now. <laughs> it's like worse. It's worse. they're in, they're actually making more money, but in worse shape future wise than they were in ninety five. Would you be happy if you paid a billion dollars for a company that's pulling a one point eight rating for three hours worth of television? But and here's the problem. That's the first thing you need to do. Yeah. When I was when I was working for, you know, other companies and stuff and I was a manager, I used to have conversations with like my higher ups because they're like, We want to cut these hours, you know, like let's say you had six hundred hours, like we want five eighty this this year. And then next year they went five fifty. And then the year it's right. like eventually we're gonna run out of hours, guys. Like right. something has to give here. And I think that's the problem here with WWE. Yeah, they might be making money hand over and, fist, but wrestling 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 in general now, not just WWE, because if you think about it, the combined audience of of, of in a week, the combined audience of every WWE AEW show that's on network television or on cable television, is not even as many viewers as Raw had in 1997. Right. And that's kind of a sad state of affairs. Yeah, but... And I know, I know... Comparing apples to oranges a little bit. I know, I know, I know we're going to bring up the internet viewers and stuff, but... What I, that's well, what I'm talking about. Is DVRs too. Yeah, the television. Bit, well, I think actually they. I read that they. If you they DVR add, it, add in. yeah. Add if you DVR it, they add, they add that in later on. Like the original rating is a 1.4, and then they add the rest in, and it goes up quite a bit. That I'm not exactly sure of, to be honest. But I think yeah, the biggest problem. But you're still too, right. I think the biggest it's, problem it, too is we don't have that main that mainstream attraction right now. No, and well, you don't have Stone you know? Cold Steve Austin, and you don't have. Here's, the, but also think about it. Like it's <clears> not, <throat> it's not what it used to be, right? In '97, Nate, you had. I mean, people are so sensitive in 2020 now. You can't even yeah. fart without people looking at you <laughs> wrong. And in 1997, and- you can. It feels like we've regressed and went back to like when it was G like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And it's not even that. Cause like in the, in the eighties, it was technically G, you know, but it was still good. Like it was right. still what you were watching was the angles were good. The wrestlers were looked like wrestlers and they were interesting. Now it's like, Ping pong balls and swamp people. Nobody wants to watch that. <laughs> well, and here's the other. And here's the other thing. And I don't know if this is the case, but is it the fact that we've seen it all? No, and, and that's not even the case. That's not even the case. It's not even that you've seen it all. There's like ten wrestling angle. Yeah. Always have. I want, been, your, always I want your belt. I want your girl. You broke my neck. Yeah, yeah there's like um, ten wrestling angles, and here's it's just the problem. how you present them. Here's and the they're presenting them like product. shit. In the eighties, to your point, which made it here's what made it better. It, in in the eighties, G was really PG or PG thirteen because the ratings were completely different. They were based differently. Um, and number two, you had six pay per views a year, six major ones, right? That were spread out. And even then, it was at a certain point, it was only four, right? You only had four, yeah. and then it went six, right? And you had a, one hour to two hours of TV time a week spread out between five days. And you didn't see Hogan, and let's say Hogan and Macho Man, for example, were going to have a match. You didn't see him in a tag match 
and then oh. another triple, th- and then a three-way match, and then another match. It was a recorded conversation. We're yeah. seeing oh, the ever. same matches. Like, let's say it's Aaron and Archie versus me and Nate, right, at a pay-per-view. On Raw, you're going to see Archie versus Nate and David versus Aaron. Like, why are you doing that? You're not. You need to save that for the big show and build a storyline. <laughs> it, but the, it, the thing is, no, is we should be attacking each other, cutting promos. One week the yeah. heels get over, the next week the faces get over. That's how it built and, the audience. And you're absolutely right. It's oversaturation. It's fifty-fifty booking. Fifty-fifty booking kills characters, kills main Big eventers. Time. That's how you don't make a star. And also, it's. And I've said this on the show before, as much as we all in the moment loved the Attitude Era, the Attitude Era started the death of wrestling. Because to your point, David, it started where you see your main eventers in main event matches every week. The Monday Night Wars started us down the road we're on, or where we've come, they started us down the road to where we're at now. Because it changed the business, and I think for the worst. It was fun at the time, we had a great time watching it then, but... Right. It, it it started it started this. Here's another point I want to bring up. Could it be also a fact that you know, like with the internet wrestling community, okay, like you had John Cena who was decisive, and everyone's like, oh, he's burying all the young guys. Could that force the hand of Vince and everybody else now, where it's like, well, we can't push this guy because if we do, they're going to think that we're burying no. everybody else. No, I because if that would have been the case, Roman Reigns would be on TV right now, and they're allowing Roman Reigns to stay home because he's afraid of COVID and he doesn't want to infect his family, I think Vince would order, would have offered him a crazy amount of money to be on television right now. You know, it's not about pushing. To Dave, David mentioned something about the ratings being different in the 80s. The ratings were also different in the 90s. The yep. only thing that the ratings used to do in the 90s was tell you how many people were watching. You, you know what I mean? It was If you turned on Monday Night Raw or Nitro, and walked out of the room and never looked at the TV again for that two hours, you were considered one of their viewers. Nowadays, it's every demographic. Who's watching this? How old are they? Is it a male? Is it a woman? Is it a child? Is it a this? You know, Chris Jericho just said it on an AEW. I'm the demo god because I, I'm I, 18 to 45. And I hate I that, this. by the way. I hate yeah. that. Like, really, we've come to the point where we're, we we're, <laughs> wrestling is so unpopular that we have to break it down to whether we're popular right. with the fifty-four to sixty-five age right. range. I'm popular Christ. <laughs> Nate, look at how I'm popular between nine fifteen and nine forty-five. Who gives a fuck? What about the rest of the show? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, that's ridiculous. So and now I that we've, I would disagree so with the nineties killing. I mean, I get what you're saying, Nate, that some of the matches were kind of main invented, like the big Goldberg-Hogan match on Nitro. That was a big mistake. I think what killed wrestling in general was 2001, when WCW went under. And Vince bought everyone, including ECW in their library. And then from there, it was still pretty good until we got to 2007. Once the Ruthless Aggression era ended, some of the um, names got older. <clears throat> everyone was retiring that everyone knew. The interest faded, and then WWE was against it and went, because they were scared of losing all their sponsors, went to PG. And in that situation, the Benoit shit didn't help either. No, no it didn't. I, but I don't want to get into that the whole why they went to PG. Let's be honest. It had nothing to do with their sponsors. They could have found other sponsors. 
it had to do with Linda mm-hmm. McMahon running for Congress. That that was part of it, but the, think of their you know. sponsors in 07, though, too. And I understand that, but you know... <clears throat> That's Howard a lot Stern of money. Something. I don't know if anybody ever watched the movie Private Parts with Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. Great they movie. come to him and they Take say... Vomit. They, they, break ice. they come to Especially him, the speaker scene. You just lost this tire world. And he looks at him and he goes, the tire world sucks. Who gives a shit? Guy walks in five minutes later and says, we just got Tucky's Pizza. And he goes, I love Tucky's Pizza. I eat there every day. If you lose one sponsor, oh shit, we lost Snickers on Monday. You're going to get five others that are willing to buy that ad space and become a sponsor. If you're doing your product. You have the shit now anyways that you did in the Attitude Era. Come on. You know what I mean? I get the, I agree. People are too sensitive. Publicly traded, so you know they can't take risks. I think is the problem, or they feel like they can't take risks. Can you imagine if there was a nation of domination? It'd be like it'd be like and that's and and Stone Cold, and that's the bottom line. As long as you accept what Stone Cold is willing to tell you, and if you will please accept my permission. And Nate, and instead of a middle finger, it would have been an OK symbol. Yeah, like, okay, yeah okay. that's the Cena <laughs> symbol, though. We already had right. that. Let's not rehash storylines, Archie. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's... Only got it's, 10 of them. No way. You know. <laughs> and you can't see them. So. Right. What's interesting is that if you look at 2001 or 2000, 2001 and WCW, and now WWE is going down the same path. Because yep. they don't have any people that are breakout stars. Because for the last, how many WrestleManias have we had? Here comes The Rock. Here comes, you know, Undertaker. Here comes John Cena. Here comes Shawn Michaels. Here's Stone Cold. Here's well, and no, and and no, and nobody gets over because they only book two people at a time to get over. Everybody else is booked in fifty fifty boring storylines. Right and. Nobody gets over because, again, 50-50. Nobody gets over because, you know, high spots are only high spots when you do them in appropriate times. When your entire match is a fucking high spot, Kenny Omega, it's not a wrestling match. It's a goddamn trampoline act. That's why nobody's over. Two words for you. Suck it. (laughs) Give me your consent. Please fill out this form. I will say... I, I want you to know that I'm not, I'm not right. telling you or that, forcing you. And, and I hope I hope, you, <laughs> I hope you and I agree on that one person, David. I'm gonna you say who it is, and I'll tell you if I agree. They're right, booked, I have, to me, they're booking one person correctly, and that's Bailey because I hate her and I want her to lose her belt so bad, and that means she's doing a damn good job at it. That, and I agree that I, I like her and Sasha. They're a great heel act. But I thought, to me, the person they're booking properly right now, like a real wrestling champion, is Drew McIntyre. McIntyre's great. Yeah. Since but I would like to see Walter come up. He, that you can't, can't, fuck up Mal- yeah. can't mess up McIntyre, though. He's just, it's McIntyre. He's <clears> you can't mess up Walter either. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. If they brought Walter up to the, um, let's say, uh, what is it, SmackDown brand? Right? Raw. Raw, Raw, right? Raw has mm-hmm. I can't. I don't even remember what the damn belts anymore. It's how bad the product <laughs> well, is. Well, they got too many. There's too many right now. We don't know where Braun is. He's in a. Oh somewhere. yeah, what, what a joke. Anyways, you know um, I think, I think the problem is too that we can tell that WWE doesn't give a shit about their storylines. Look at right. the whole Bobby Lashley and and Rusev and Lana thing. Well, I like what they're doing with MVP, though. He's a great manager. I like no, that. No, he is. He but, is. He's, but he's in the front of the storyline right now with the U.S. title around his waist. 
I like that though because it makes me hate him. So he's doing a good job. Yeah, but he did. I he like wasn't it. that over ten years ago. He's not that over. Uh, yes, I, he was. I, I will know say what product you were watching. I will say this. I will say this. Um, I do enjoy MVP now a lot more than I did ten years ago because no, I did, he was I, I did not like him. I, I found him very boring back then. For some reason, his did character you watch that stuff with Flair and all his other stuff ten years ago though. Well, that was with yeah. Flair. Anybody yeah. with gold would Flair. Well, Flair I, I was just, going and, out though. MVP and, looked golden. And I'm I'm by no means saying the guy sucked at all. He just was not. He's more over with me now than he was then. I guess is my. Let me ask point. you this, Archie. Did you like JBL's title run? <clears throat> I don't like JBL to begin at all. But did JB, you think he was a great heel who he held was the a title and did a good he was job? A believable, he was a believable heel, and he worked great as champion. I had no problem with his title run. I thought he was great as champion. He, JBL he, was awesome. He had one of the great. He had one of the great heel title runs of yep. probably at least the past twenty years because you watch his matches and every time he walks out champion, but he left a loser. Like he's covered in his own blood. He has no idea right. he just won the match. He, I, I mean, he did a great Joe job. Slammed him through the ring and he crawled out. Right. Right. <laughs> And you're like, oh, and he's like, and Big Show's like, son of a bitch. See, Nate, Nate has mentioned the last couple of shows 50-50 booking, and I agree with you, Nate. That was the great thing about the NWA in the 80s and the WWF in the 80s. There was no 50-50 booking. Flair lost mm-hmm. every night of the week. For seven days in a row, Flair lost up until they got to the pay-per-view. And then he would pull a chicken shit heel move and get the win. So mm-hmm. that he could still be champion. So Ric Flair was never booked to win unless he was in a four, an eight man tag with the rest of the horsemen. Right. In on the WWF side, Hulk Hogan was booked strong. Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. never lost. You either give me a champion that never loses, or you give me a champion. I mean, on Raw a couple weeks ago, Bailey and Sasha Banks beat Oscar and Nikki Cross. I said, okay, that means Oscar's going to beat uh, Sasha's going to beat Oscar. And Bailey will lose to Nikki Cross at the pay per view. At the pay per view, it was the exact opposite. That's not proper booking, right? Absolutely, you know? absolutely. But does anybody remember the promo when Vince introduced the NWO? He's going to inject poison. Well, guess what? It's 2020, <laughs> and Vince is injecting it, poison it, only without the, the NWO. The poison finally took hold. Right. Now, speaking of sh- speaking of shitty things in wrestling, let's talk about this Hall of Shame nice and segue. get this thing like going. That. David, what is your first inductee into the 2020 We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame? All right, so we're going to do, um, what, four to one, right, just to verify? So we're going to do, like, the four oh. one, right? Until our worst one, which is yeah, one. Yeah, you can do it that way. All right, so my fourth one was um, what I feel is a Hall of Shame moment is um, any of the Brutus the Barber Beefcake characters. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're inducting the eight faces of, of Beefcake? Oh, there's more than eight. I there. know, I know. <laughs> this is where the crowd would be like, you never had it. Yeah. <laughs> there is 18, 18 Brutus the Barber Beefcake. 
gimmick. All of them are terrible. <laughs> and I'm not going to hold you guys up for 20 minutes going okay. through all 18 all right. of them. Oh, please, let's. Dizzy Hogan. The Zodiac, the man with no name, the man with no face, the Mariner, Eddie Hogan, Eddie Golden, Ed Boulder, Dizzy Hogan, Dizzy Golden, the Disciple, the Clipmaster, the Butcher, Brute Force, Brother Brute Eye, the Booty Man, Big Brother Booty, Baron BK, and Brutus BK. <laughs> if he would have, if he would have done, if he would have just went with Baron Booty, he might have hit one, maybe. The Beef Booty would have been good too, or Beefy Booty. Booty Beef. Booty Beef. The funny thing is, the one that I liked the most is Brutus Beefcake when he was the barber in WWF. After now, that, it went downhill. I feel like I, I feel like I have a brother in arms right now. <laughs> I don't know if you, David, you go back and listen to our archives, man. I fucking skewer that motherfucker at least every other episode. <laughs> well, and the sad part about it was, like, I, as a joke, I was like, oh, let's get Bruce Beefcake in the Hall of Fame. Because I didn't think it ever happened. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know when you're a kid? Like, you know when you're a kid and, like, there's a wrestler that you like, and then you get older, and you look back, and you're like, I don't know why I even ever liked that guy. You know, because yeah, you're little he, and dumb. Even he, when yeah, I was, a, even even when I was a kid, I was like, Brutus Beefcake's fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> like when I was five, I was like, this guy fucking sucks. His figures are even bad. He, they they couldn't make a good Brutus Beefcake figure. And when he, when Jake the Snake was on the barber shop, and Jake has that snake and Brutus Beefcake goes, what do that could? What do that could to a normal What man? could that do to a normal man? Like, he's such a fucking idiot. <laughs> he probably and, and look, and I'll probably, if he ever comes on a meet and greet, fine, whatever. We'll, you know, we'll applaud him or whatever, but either way, he was given 18 terrible gimmicks. Poor guy. <laughs> The man with no name. You know what? My biggest contention. I'm sorry, Aaron, but my biggest, my biggest problem with anything, and it was the same thing with Chris Candido. Although Chris Candido was very talented, but the man with no name is a fucking name. (laughs) The only way that works. The only thing that Bruce B. Cake is ever going to be remembered for is the breakup of the Rockers. That's it. That's true. And and stealing Kimberly from Diamond Dallas Page and Johnny B. Bad. If you ever had him on a meet, David. If you ever had him on a meet and greet, I would actually probably buy a ticket. And then you were like, "Aaron, it's your turn." I was like, "You're a fucking piece of shit. I hate you." I would face you. You know what? I will tell you what. I am going to tell you what. You get the boot right mid sentence. You'd be like, "You're a piece of." I I will make you a promise right now. If we ever have Brutus Beefcake on a meet and greet. I will pay for half of Aaron's ticket just to see that happen. Rocky will boot him quicker than they booted Vic Grimes out of the WWF. He'll be booted like Bobby Hand on his last brawl. Beefcake, you're a thief. You've been stealing money since 1977. This would be me. This would be me on the meet and greet. Hey, Aaron, what's up? Aaron goes into your spiel. Brutus, you're a piece of shit. 
And then he'll buy the PM and like, what happened? I didn't get my meet and greet experience. <laughs> well, the man with no name kicked you out. <laughs> All right, Archie, we're going to let you go next. You're the right. next inductee into the Hall of Shame. Uh, mine actually has to do with toys. Uh, okay. In regards to uh, the Sting, the Sting, the wrestler was supposed to have a Legends figure released about two months ago. And because his contract lapsed, they decided they didn't want to do it anymore. So I am inducting Mattel for not releasing the Sting Legends figure when they should have. Archie just put it in Mattel's butt on the Hall of Shame. <laughs> and they did. And they did. They, who they just re- uh, say that they're going to make an action figure of? Jake, just left. Jake the Snake Jake. and Diamond Two Dallas Jake. Page. Two Two Jake. Jake. And a Diamond Jake. Dallas Page. Yeah, they're doing a Jake. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me you can't do Sting? Okay. They couldn't have (laughs) offered Sting like a couple hundred thousand just to go do a face scan? You know what I'm almost wondering happened is? I'm almost wondering because they're going to go with the crow gimmick paint that maybe whoever owns the crow and stuff like that was like, hey, yeah, so... They've released dozens of crow stings, though. I'm saying now. Yeah. I'm saying. Oh, maybe, maybe. Oh, they have the right. rights to that. They can release the cross things. That's been released. Yeah, but it was just annoying. It's like you. you I think it's re- just because Sting went to them and didn't want to renegotiate his contract. I think it's on Sting's side more than WWE side. Well, which is fine because I mean, it's having good. him lose the Triple H at WrestleMania, I'd stick it to him too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. My favorite. That's my favorite. It's my new favorite thing. I, I obviously didn't hear the guy say it, but it's my new favorite thing that somebody said Scott Hall ever said. My first, like before, it was the shit with. If you guys want to look something up, just hear Scott Hall talk about Roddy Piper. It's <laughs> fantastic. But Kevin Nash said that they were they were practicing that match at WrestleMania. They were practicing. And then Scott and Nash were standing on the standing on the ring, and Triple H was like, "Yeah." And then the DX will come in, the NWO will come in, and this will happen, and this will happen. Then I'll hit you with the sledgehammer, and then I'll pin you one, two, three. And Kevin Nash or Scott Hall at Kevin Nash and said, "Man, Sting Sting needs to get a better lawyer." <laughs> <laughs> Ever you fucking lose? What the fuck? He <laughs> needs to get a better lawyer. <laughs> Great fucking line. Did the fucking guy? Did the fucking guy ever win a match in the WWE? I don't believe so. He had what no, two, he... and he lost both of them. <laughs> Way to treat him. Way to treat him. He has a better record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle. All right, so my first inductee. Into the Hall of Shame, WWF Niagara Falls. Oh, that's a deep cut. <laughs> what in the actual fuck were wow. they thinking with this thing? Wow. <laughs> like, not only, okay, so it's Niagara Falls. It's a destination for people to go, like, on their honeymoon and stuff. Why in the fuck did they ever think that, like, putting a WWF Niagara Falls would be a great fucking idea? It's good shit, pal. No, it ain't. <laughs> no, it's fucking <laughs> Like that is, the problem, that is the problem with with Vince and shit. Like he thinks that like for some reason it's like WWF New York. Like what? Really? 
Can I tell you something really funny? Actually, yeah. Well, it's funny to me. So as we're doing these, obviously I'm writing down inductions so I know who we inducted. And because we were having that conversation and I said, that's good shit, pal. While I was writing that down, I wrote, Kyle inducts WWF Niagara Pals. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to yeah, <laughs> Sounds good to me. Well, think about it. It's Niagara Pals. It's one of the many fucking bankrupts bankrupt company things that they tried to do. I mean, it's like when they bought the W when they bought the Debbie Reynolds hotel and then just destroyed it. Yeah. Like, okay. So you have this destination, like, I don't know if you guys ever been to Niagara Falls, but there's a lot to do all up through there. Right. Both Mm -hmm. on Canada and on the, the American side of it. So why in the hell do they think that anybody's going to travel to Niagara Falls just to go see the WWF? I honestly feel Vince does these things just to declare bankruptcy to have a tax write-off. Like with the XFL and like you mentioned the Debbie Reynolds Hotel, WWE New York. It's like, look, if it fails, we'll just write it off. We'll just write it off. We're okay. Don't worry about it. We're out of of failed businesses, Vince. Fuck it. I'll bring back the XFL. Right. Right. And then blame COVID. Failed businesses. We got one going on right now. That, that, <laughs> that, that kind of makes you didn't want to see the Rock throw Stone Cold's belt into Niagara Falls. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron. What's your first inductee this year? Uh, we're gonna go with coming to the stage to induct this person. Oh yeah, Aaron. Aaron has inductors, by the way. I forgot about that. Coming to the stage to induct this person, and I'm sorry, and I know he was on y'all's thing, but that's over now. You got your money, so you're good. Marcus Bagwell is coming up to the stage. Let's bring Marcus up, and he's going to induct Judy Bagwell. (laughs) Is she on a pole? Is she on a pole? The asylum does not endorse this and does Okay, either way, whatever. Transactions were made. So anyway, some notes on this this person. This fat sack joined WCW in nineteen ninety-eight and held the WCW tag team titles with Rick Steiner. Judy Bagwell was put onto a forklift during a match between Chris Canyon and Marcus Bagwell. This stemmed from Chris Canyon stalking this fat bag for a few weeks on Nitro. Probably saw her naked, and that's why he got into dudes. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) Who bought a canyon? And everything involving Judy Bagwell was fucking stupid and should not be viewed ever again. (laughs) <laughs> and that, that, that forklift had to be discontinued. <laughs> they, found right. out, they, they found out there was a faulty bolt. Okay. <sighs> I would just okay. like to say something. Before we came on the air, I said that I wanted to beat Aaron in my inductees. <laughs> You're not going to officially, <laughs> I officially resigned that statement. Aaron, you Are win you on your first show? inductor. This, this show... It's made for me, buddy. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this all year. <laughs> but once yeah, this, again, this is like Christmas for him. 
the insi- the asylum does not endorse anything that Aaron says. <laughs> Aaron does. So <laughs> my my first my first inductee. Oh no, I summed Judy Bagwell up enough. Yeah, you you hit it on the head. You're done. All right. <laughs> my first inductee is a decision made by the WWE. And everybody who knows me and was around oh, me God. when this when this happened, know Aaron and Kyle know for sure that I flipped I, the fuck I think, out. I think I know what you're about to say. When they, those motherfuckers, when they made the decision to give, not only make it a job, but to give Kurt Angle's last match to that no good, lousy Applebee's waiter Baron Corbin. That was one of the that was that was like taking me as a wrestling fan, laying me on the ground and shitting in my mouth. That was one of the worst decisions ever made in the history of wrestling. You couldn't do better for Kurt Angle than to let that jobber that no personality had. Steve Blackman had more personality than Baron Corbin. Well, he was with Al Snow. <laughs> Lance, Lance Storm has more personality than Baron Corbin. Can I be serious for a second, Archie? <laughs> but yeah, that just that is one of the worst decisions any pro wrestling company has ever made, and that's including the Yeti. And it was just it, it was I was so mad when that happened, and I didn't induct it last year, but I figured I'd induct it this year into the Hall of I'd, Shame. I'd like to point out that when you were yelling at how bad Baron Corbin was. Kyle, myself, and David Gold all had the same face. <laughs> it was that what's that ugly smell face that <laughs> we all like all three of us made the same exact face. <laughs> I made that face when he said shit in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. A, that's when we that, all turned. <laughs> that's figure that's figure that's figuratively what they did to me as a fan on that on that occasion cuz That's a good induction, I can't lie. It, I, is, it, it was a terrible bad. decision. It was a it terrible was, decision. It was <laughs> Would have rather Jason Jordan beat Kurt Angle in his last match. Yes, at least Jason Jason Jordan's a decent wrestler with a decent personality. Baron Corbin is a waste of TV time, and it's every and it's single son. week. And it's Kurt's son. So <laughs> and it's the, Kurt's the son. son would, would beat the son. It's actually very unfortunate that he got injured and can't wrestle anymore because he was yeah. he was developing he was really developing into a, into, you know I mean um, American Alpha was that their name American Alpha? Yep, they were a great tag team. And it's they really were. sad what they've done to, done to Gable. I know we're, I'm getting off topic, Shorty but uh, yeah. But Jason Jordan was developing into a really good athlete, and Definitely. I think he he had a he had a good future ahead of him. And uh, that's kind of a I sad. Would, I would like to see the payoff from the Kurt Angle being his father storyline. There wasn't you one. Know? <laughs> I, I think the payoff was he was going to turn on Kurt. Beat up Kurt and then say, I was never your son. We fake this, you know. Gonna, but your actual him. son is Hornswoggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it was both fucking Hornswoggle. That's what they always go back to. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. David, you're up next. You're up again. All right. My third inductee is from 2001. Oh, you're third. It is yeah. the entire Stone Cold Hill Run. WWF with the fuck were you thinking with the alliance you decided to turn stone cold heel with the, with the shitty gimmick with, and then you changed his theme song to some was that when yes. they gave him the disturbed song sorry no guys, that was after glass batters with disturbed that was awesome okay. this is when that he just a had song, a theme yeah. 
that was dun na 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 dun na 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 and he came up with a line that nobody thought would come become as big as it did today. But the what? entire 2001 Stone what? Cold heel run was and should have never happened. What the only the only thing that I really looked at, and, and it's not even necessarily that it was a pop. Okay, the only thing that was really entertaining to me during his heel run was I did like I did like his his interaction with Kurt Angle. Um. But that was that was a very small part of it. Overall, it was a po- very poor decision. And not I mean, only did we get slapped in the face once, but we got it twice that year because oh, the, the, remember, oh, okay, so we're yeah. talking about Austin Turner Hill. Yeah, because remember when when WCW invaded, like they're like, oh, it's the old Stone Cold, and he come back on Raw, and like everyone was flipping their shit because like I oh, need the old, the old Austin. Yeah, and that was a great fucking episode of Raw. Because you yes. have fucking Fred Blassie and everything in there, you know. And then what do they do six days later? They fuck it all up again. <laughs> and then you have WCW win because they figure, oh, we don't have enough WCW talent. And we don't want it to be a WCW guy that wins. We're going to make it Stone Cold. That's well, I mean, by the, by the, time, by the time, yeah, by the time the invasion ended, I think everybody in... All the if they would have actually broken the promotions up, all the main eventers in every promotion would have been WWF guys anyway. Like it, by like the end of it, you know the WCW champion. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you stupid. have my third. You have my third uh, Hall of Shame vote, uh, two thousand and one. And when Stone Cold decided not to show up a couple times, you fucking deserve it. <laughs> so that is. Austin's heel turn. Archie, you're up next, buddy. Yes. Um, this might be unpopular with a few of you, but I am inducting the Boneyard match. The Bone Zone match. Yes. <laughs> Aaron's I giving... Find it, I find it to be one of the worst cinematic matches. Maybe the Wyatt Swamp fight took it out of its, you know, into second. Um... As great as it was to see The Undertaker ride in and ride off on a motorcycle, it was badly edited. I saw The Undertaker's ponytail disappear four times that night and reappear by the ending of the match. That was your biggest problem? No, (laughs) no, 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 no. no. There was more. The Druids made no sense. How the hell did AJ Styles control Druids? AJ Styles' hand popping out, which was obvious a piece of wood with the glove on it afterwards, made no fucking sense he was back three weeks later, and I just think that it's shit on The Undertaker and AJ Styles, and they could have done something so much better. I realized there was no crowds because of COVID, but if they were, they, sh- they should have waited then and told them, you know what, man, take WrestleMania off this year and wait until we're back, and then retire at next year's WrestleMania. Here, here's something that I don't understand, Archie, because you bring that up, but if you remember the next wonderful fucking uh, movie presentation that WWF did, Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. they played up that like, there's going to be a rematch between AJ Styles and Undertaker. Right, because he looked but, at the, at the, yeah. the poster. Yeah. But you can't tell me they weren't recording the last ride and they knew the Undertaker was done. Well, maybe he sprung it on him. I don't know. Maybe he just, you know, but it's like, how could, like you said, how could you put Kurt Angle out to Baron Corbin? How could you let The Undertaker go out like that? Which, granted, he went out in all his glory, but it was shit. 
you didn't mm-hmm. edit it properly, you didn't put it together properly, and it looked like it was like Vince was sitting there one day and go, okay, just go find a vacant lot and let them fight. And you you weren't. His career didn't end in a. It, it's the same thing that I say about the quote unquote greatest wrestling match. It's like I brought yeah. up. You can yeah. call it the greatest wrestling match all you want, but if it took if you shot it in different angles and it took different takes to make it, it wasn't right. a wrestling match. It right. was a movie. It was Hogan and Zeus on No Holds Barred. Right. That's not a wrestling match. That's a movie. Um, that's that was a great match, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they made that movie in one shit, night. Hogan Teeny. and Zeus was bet was miles a miles better than the Boneyard match. Teeny wangers. That was Vince McMahon jacking off, man. What he got the like now? electrocute electrocute <laughs> Ted Turner. <laughs> Turner. Basically. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I I agree with you, Archie, on that. Um I actually this is gonna sound stupid, maybe uh, this is definitely gonna sound stupid to anybody but me and my mindset. But I am more, I was more, even though I didn't like it, I am more pleased with the Swamp Thing, and not the show. Right. But And here's right. why. Because like I said last week on, on the live show, that Swamp Thing wasn't a match. It was, it was a vignette. Right. It, it was, you know, if you would have broken that up through a TV show, it could have been vignettes. The, the Boneyard better. match, the Boneyard match was uh, perceived to be a real fight. Yet, right. you know, you got you got a camera uh, showing the Undertaker on his motorcycle coming in there. You've got different camera angles. It was just how the uh, hell did AJ Styles hear him coming from a mile and a half away? Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, he's coming, and then all of a sudden, there's the Undertaker down the road. <laughs> I ain't never heard a chopper coming from a mile and a half away. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know. But it's like you said, Ari. You could you could change the Swamp Fight match into a vignette. Money in the Bank was good because it was comically good. And, you know, the, the Wyatt and Cena match gave us the NWO Cena and all those little, you know, perfect little moments. I just don't feel that they delivered for The Undertaker or AJ Styles for that matter. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why it gets inducted. Kyle? Speaking of Undertaker, let's go to the gentleman that was supposed to be the solution to The Undertaker. Mordecai. Mordecai. Nice. Oh, God, what the a white piece knight. of shit this was. Hear me. Fear me. <laughs> oh, we hear you, and we damn sure fear you. <laughs> what the fuck? Didn't he have that giant fucking symbol thing? And what, Wasn't he the guy that became uh, the vampire dude? Yeah, Kevin yep. Thorne. Kevin Thorne. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Thorne. Thorne. Jesus. Yep. Yeah, Kevin that was pretty Thorne's, bad. Uh, LA was hot, though. Uh, what was was her Ariel but she had her real name was something I forgot her real name it's like Uh, Martinez is her last name Shelly Martinez thank you thank you yeah she's bang in a bowl yeah Mordecai Mordecai definitely belongs in the hall of shame how they ever thought that this was going to be like a a gimmick to challenge the Undertaker take over for the Undertaker it was like what it took place during that that was the the ruthless aggression era is funny to me because you look at I mean other than other than obviously Eddie Angle, Brock Lesnar and the Big Show, you look at the under and 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 the tag teams. 
But you look at SmackDown was where they threw a lot of those big lugs that had come through developmental and weren't ready to be yep. on national TV yet, like uh, Luther Reigns, Mordecai. Um, Jindrak. Jindrak. Um, I see, I actually liked Sean O'Hare, and I liked that gimmick that Sean O'Hare had. I did, too, wow. until they paired him with Roddy Piper. Whoever thought Roddy Piper would kill somebody's career? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, they, wow. the char- their characters didn't go together. Right. No. They, they didn't make any sense together. But the storyline made no sense either. He was feuding with somebody that they decided to pair with Jimmy Snuka. So, oh, let's bring Roddy Piper back to hit Snuka with another coconut. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to Kyle's, to Kyle's, you know, what Kyle's saying about Mordecai, that was not the first time they failed with Kevin Thorne. No. It was, they, it was Mordecai, then he became Kevin Thorne, and then he no longer wanted to be a vampire, so they brought him in under his real name, Kevin Furtag, which it was just Kevin Thorne as a vampire without teeth in his mouth. He was still wearing yeah. the same outfit. And they just kept shitting on him. Then so, it was all bad. It was bad. <laughs> and it was, it was really all bad. bad. Yep. Um, so there you go, Mordecai. Welcome to the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame. Anything else on the uh, the anti-taker <laughs> there, no. Kyle? All right. That, that right there says it all, the anti-taker. Hey, this is a national treasure. And the real world's champion... Nick Aldis, and just when you thought that every possible wrestling podcast name in the world was taken, Nate comes in with a clinch with the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Based on Nate's unbelievable level of praise for me, I would go ahead and say that Nate sounds like a knowledgeable, smart, trustworthy human being and his expertise should be lauded and appreciated by all of the listeners of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. So, Aaron, who is your next inductee into the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame 2020? My next inductee is going to... Um, It's going to be, it's going to put a lot of people in at one time, but we're going to put him in as a group and coming up to the stage as the guy that allowed it to happen. Let's bring up Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff, get your ass up here. <laughs> and he's going to conduct the Dungeon of Doom. Wow. <laughs> and we're going to, that's a, we're hey, going to go ahead. That's, that's Beefcake getting inducted twice in one year. Look at that. And no, wow, that's, that's, that's history. No, Eric Bischoff, you cannot go on a twenty-minute diatribe of why it was it was good for business. We don't <laughs> and here we're gonna go. We're gonna go ahead and list the members. You guys ready? Definitely yeah. members. It's <laughs> it's the master. It's the taskmaster. Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan, Shark, Zodiac, Meg, Barbarian, Conan, Kamala, Jimmy Hart, the Yeti. The one man gang, Ron the Leprechaun. <laughs> Deep Loch Ness, Miss Jackie, the Giant, and the, the Ultimate Solution, who was first the final solution. solution. Yeah. 
Yeah, might have more. been might, might have been some Jewish folks at Turner that had a problem with that so, name. So the lawyer raised his hands like, "I got something I gotta say." <laughs> hey, that's some sugar. I, I heard he was Akeem. Might not want to have in the dungeon. <laughs> Speaking of Loch Ness, there's a great moment, and I think it's Uncensored '96 during the. Yes, it's that the Cage of Doom or whatever Oof. the Alliance and Hulkamania. But they the didn't giant, even know what they wanted that match to be. Uh, but the giant, the giant fights Loch Ness for a chance to fight Ric Flair the next night on Nitro. So, if Loch Ness had won, he would have fought Ric Flair for the <laughs> world title. So think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Am I the only one that thinks that whole thing is still better than what we're watching now? Oh, it is. No, no, well, Loch, Ness, Loch Ness almost falls flat on his ass. And Bobby Heenan with the line of the night. That's what happens when you don't tie your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Who's Bobby. I think Bobby also says that that guy uses uh, jump rope for dental floss too during that match. Yeah. Yeah. So these these are some of the things that came out of the Dungeon of Doom. Okay, um, the giant falling off of the Kobo Hall and coming out normal like nothing. And happened. coming out normal, and. Um, well, and like Hogan, Hogan sells it like, oh my god, I can't believe he just fell. But it's like you fucking He's murdered, right? I yeah. just you, you were you murdered somebody. <laughs> Jesus, Hogan, and the Tower of Doom match that Kyle brought up. Um, also coming out of this is the worst mm-hmm. War Games match ever. Ugh. This is the lineup of a War Games match: Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Lex Luger, and Sting. Which sounds okay. That's a good team. We're supposed to have versus, Vader on it. Versus. Oh, God. Kamala, the Ugandan giant. The Zodiac, Shark, and Mang. That was a now, War Games match. I'll be honest. Shark and Ming aren't too bad, but Kamala and, and Zodiac, not so good. And that's what I'm saying. There's some talented people in this Doom shit, but it's. Did you by any chance mention. Fucking trash. And then, like, Hogan putting his hand in there, and he's like, the water. It's not, it's it's, not it's, hot. It's, it's bubbling, but it's not hot. Did you mention Max Muscle as a former member? Oh, Max Muscle, he was in there, yep, too. For, like, the last month. Yeah, I no think he reason. killed himself because of it. <laughs> and then, but, um, but like, Hogan, no, Hogan, no, let's not floss bet or get past this point. Like, Hogan sticks his hand in it, and he, like, pulls it back, and he's and like, he yells, ah, ah, right. It's not hot. What did that mean? Can can we can we can we not conveniently forget that Hulk Hogan said as he was standing in the arena, I'm going to enter the dungeon of doom. And then he entered the dungeon of doom. Was the dungeon of doom in the fucking bathroom? How did he get to the dungeon of doom? Right. It was obviously right. in the it was so stupid. Right. And then everybody's in their tights. Like even when Vader comes in to help him, Vader's in his tights, you know, it was just all so ludicrous. Right. And it was essentially the whole thing was Kevin Sullivan jerking Hulk Hogan off anyway. Right. It was all to appease Hogan's ego. And guess who brought it down? Guess to sick? brought down the Dungeon of Doom. Aaron, you got a little lag there. Uh, well, oh, yeah, yeah, right. He was, yeah, he was, I, I, the entire he time, was a spy. Right. Huh? That's what I, you turned. The you booty turned man was a spy. Made the Dungeon of Doom with Kevin Sullivan, but yet you were a spy all along. For what? <laughs> what were you spying on? The Dungeon of Doom wouldn't exist, have existed if you didn't turn on Hulk Hogan. 
That's like entrapment. That's like, that's like going to a bad neighborhood looking for drugs and then calling a cop. Because <laughs> didn't have anything else better for him to do. He's like the mentally challenged friend. Like, you go over here and fucking you check out. You spy on that Dungeon of Doom. But I guess, I guess the stupidity of Brutus also is, during the first NWO pay-per-view, him running out with a cake celebrating Hulk, uh, you know, the NWO winning the world title. And then they're beating the shit out of him. Six months later, he comes back as the disciple. So he was famous for getting beat up by Hogan and then coming back as his best friend again. That's the, that guy made a that guy made a fucking career out of being Hogan's toady. Right. And then let's not forget the fact <laughs> that it's bad man. That's what he was. The Ultimate Warrior uh, mind controlled the disciple, and he was on the Warrior's side for a while. Right. <laughs> what the hell? But, but Kyle, Kyle, you're that was Brutus's this. best thing, disciple. Kyle, you're leaving out the best part, though. The way they changed the disciple to be a member of the old warrior, they wrote on his vest. Uh, yeah, that's all they did. They put O yeah. on his vest, and that was you're, enough to change him. You're right. I God, you need. How are we going to change Brutus tonight? We're going to change his vest. Here, throw this one on. But Aaron, you're 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 correct. The Dungeon of Doom is a heaping pile of shit, and it is now the next inductee in the Hall of Shame. My next one is my next one is also a storyline slash stable. Anybody that listens to the show on a regular basis knows that my least favorite year, um, I mean before two thousand seven, probably. Uh, we don't talk about after that, but my least favorite year in the history of the WWF was 1999. 1999 was a bit of hot garbage. However, the biggest bit of hot garbage within said hot garbage was the corporate ministry. What a terrible story. What a terrible angle. How boring was that? it, it It was, I mean, Undertaker was injured beyond belief, did not want to be there. Um, I will, I will, I will disagree on one point. Okay, the I know that it's a letdown that uh, or that <clears throat> Vince is the, is the higher power, but when son of a bitch. <laughs> yes, yes, that's great. But when right. when Austin becomes the fucking CEO, right? That was the only redeemable from, fucking thing of it for from that the, minute. For that one minute, but then they go to a we have the union too. The union oh, was great too. Yeah, <laughs> but they, no, hold on, hold on, they. Okay, Austin is the CEO. We go to the next pay-per-view to get the CEO away from Austin, where the ladder, the, the briefcase above the ladder gets mysteriously lifted, but we never get to find out I mean, who did no. it. Vince Russo 101. Almost as bad as who was the raw general manager when it was that laptop. The only thing that was great about that was two great things about the Raw GM thing when it was the thing was CM Punk being like, I suggest you watch me make snow angels in the ring. Right. And then when Edge speared it. Yes, when he beat it up. <laughs> definitely. The- the the corporate the corporate ministry was stupid from the beginning. It was stupid from its impetus because I okay. This this man is the Lord of Darkness. He sits upon Satan's throne, right. and his whole thing is, 
I want to be the CEO of the WWE. I'm going to take your company, Vince. What a stupid idea for an Undertaker angle. I'm a and little like years and years ago. <laughs> See, like years ago, um, they did a magazine. And I still have it, and I'd have to find it. But it was like, like you know, like they just did like that last ride thing mm-hmm. on the WWE Network, where it was like they were like going into like the actual under like follow Mark Calloway around and everything. Well, this magazine was like a big deal because it was like the first time like Mark Calloway sat down and did like interviews and like took people into his house and all this shit, and he actually talked about the ministry angle. And he said he fucking hated it. And the reason he hated it was because his character was the Undertaker. He was unstoppable. He could not be defeated. He was the dead man. And he needed like 15 guys to run in and help him win his matches. Mm-hmm. He fucking hated it. And during that time, he had the worst matches of his career, and the whole the whole thing was just garbage. It was just garbage. Well, I mean, so, I'd I'm like forced to, to disagree, to, but that's my opinion. I'd like to go back to what I said about the whole Brutus Beefcake being the spy in the Dungeon of Doom. The reason the Undertaker started the ministry was because he was supposed to be shooting on Vince McMahon. <clears throat> you know, the, the reason it started. Undertaker does the shoot interview on Raw and says... I didn't run to WCW. I stayed here with you. I'm loyal, and you shit all over me. And then a couple months later, here's the Ministry of Darkness. To all of a sudden, now it's Vince McMahon that put all this together? Why was that the end game? Yeah. And then it led to The Undertaker teaming with The Big Show, and oh. we got that oh-so-great oh. promo about how they drove out to the desert on bikes, and he told you that that, that was the most incoherent, drug-induced, promo I've ever heard in my life, and I heard under t- the old warrior cut some pretty bad promos. But I did like that, that Buried Alive match against Mankind and The Rock. That was awesome. Those were good, and the SummerSlam and match I will, against Austin. But I'll say this. That the, was dumbest, the dumbest thing that they did the, during the entire ministry thing, do you know what it was? Hanging the boss man? No. Well, that's pretty dumb. But it wasn't the dumbest thing. The dumbest thing they did Was if you remember, they had Austin down, okay, and the the fucking higher power right. shows his face to Austin, and then closes it and leaves, and then the next week he takes his hood off and reveals it's Vince McMahon. You guys know right. that, right? Remember that. Mm-hmm. So he shows Steve, closes it, and Austin's like, "What the fuck?" And then the next week. Why wouldn't Steve Austin walk out right away and be like, it was fucking Vince? Well, Austin well, that's why, was with, that's how they explained him becoming CEO, because he was at Titan Towers getting the CEO uh, credentials from Linda and Stephanie. Also bad, and now in the Hall of Shame. Yes. David Gold, you're up next, my friend. All right. I got, let me see, let me pick. Which one do I want to do first? Um... I'm going to have to go with um, a decision they decided to make, and I believe this was a little bit after the Ruthless Aggression era, 
putting the World Heavyweight Championship on the Great Khali. Ooh, bad one. Ooh. Bad one. That <laughs> makes my hall of shame. <laughs> Your champion. It looks good on paper. <laughs> Having the Undertaker and Kane and a bunch of you know guys oh, that were still um, kind of doing all right in their careers. I mean, they were getting towards the latter part, but they still had a couple years left in them. Having them job to the Kali. Uh, mm-hmm. The way he held the belt upside down when he held it up. <laughs> The way uh, his, mouth, move. his mouthpiece was terrible. They didn't even give him a good manager. Um, the, way he, the way he couldn't move around the ring. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and just in general. Like, even his figures. Even his figures. Fucking hard camera. Even his figures suck. I mean, <laughs> now correct me if I'm wrong. He won that in a in a battle royal when Batista surrendered the title. Correct. He won it in a battle royal, but he defended it multiple times and still won. No, no, so. no. But Batista couldn't defend. He was injured, and he gave the, the belt up. <laughs> There's the story of the early right? to mid-2000s. Batista's hurt. Um, the run should have no, never no, happened. No. WWE lost their fucking minds. Um, they, were trying to get, they were trying to get the, the audience in India to buy in and get on Indian television. That's what yeah, they could have done that in a completely entirely different Definitely. way. Even the, even the people in India were like, "What the fuck?" Um, right. Think about, like I said, go back and watch that. Where like Sean is telling the great Kali, like, "No, it's that camera." He's <laughs> right. fucking wandering around like he's a doofus. Like, like made the great Kali forever live in the hall of shame. The and Indians then, to double back on that when they the Indians weren't the even like the. Oh yeah, you went the Indians. The, the Indians weren't even like, look, Kali's not our favorite wrestler. We love Mantar. Right. <laughs> Mantar. And, the problem, and then they changed the gimmick, and he's now a dancer. Right. And to the ladies and stuff. Oh, come nope. on. Nope. Great Kali, you are, the, you are the Hall of Shame. The <laughs> Indians like a cow is the funny thing. Great Kali great Kali, great um, is, is systemic of a problem, too. I'm currently reading the the amazing Andre the Giant biography. Um, if anybody gets a chance, it's, it's probably the best, one of the best wrestling books next to probably Bret Hart's book and Mankind's first book that I've ever read. It's very detailed, very in-depth, but I don't want to get off the rails here. Right. Andre the Giant. Since Andre the Giant, Vince McMahon has spent his entire fucking career trying to find the next Andre the Giant. He did. His name is and Big it, Show. And it always fails miserably. And he here's the problem with the, the Big, big show. show. He ruined. Yes, he absolutely. He he, the, yeah. They ruined the Big Show from the minute he debuted in the WWF because yeah. within two weeks he was having regular matches with regular wrestlers, and he was not featured as a giant. He was not featured as an attraction. Nope. He was featured as just another wrestler they on the ruined, card. They ruined him that night. They ruined him he, that night. He looked he like broke. a bumbling idiot because he choked Slam Stone Cold to the cage and helped him win the match. <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> It's like this is Vince's great fucking Oops. master plan, and he's Oops. like, "Oh, <laughs> let's bring Paul White. Let's and let's call him Paul White. Like, really? Right? But then the next week, we conveniently <laughs> if he was from Ohio, game. he would have been like, oh. <laughs> oh. 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 oh, I, I love. I, oh. Sorry about. Sorry, sorry about, about that. that. <laughs> like three or four weeks. Let me, after let me just he, let me just get by you here. <laughs> like three or four weeks after the Big Show debuted as Paul White, and then turned into the Big Show. There was this big news story that the reason they named him the Big Show was so his call letters would be TBS. TBS, yeah. And that they were thinking about 
naming Chris Jericho something that would have the letters TNT as a middle finger to WCW. <laughs> Can you imagine if it's like like TNT Chris Jericho that just wouldn't have that wouldn't have made any sense? No, not at all. Well, Archie, you're up next. David, you have officially inducted Kali into the Hall of Shame. My next the uh, entrant was meant to be like two different entrants, but then I decided to blump them all together because I think the whole idea is just bad. I am inducting the WWE's decision to do Saudi Arabia pay-per-views. I almost inducted that. I almost inducted that. Well, here's why. They're not getting a good product out of the people they're bringing there. The Undertaker has had three bad matches there. Goldberg not, almost died in one of those matches because he concussed and, and himself can, early on. If I can add to that, Archie, I would yeah. tell you that when they did the first show, they asked for Yokozuna. Yes. They asked yes. for Hulk Hogan. They asked for the Ultimate Warrior. They asked for the Ultimate Warrior. And what did Vince give him? He gave him Aki Bono. Right. Right. Here you go, pal. He didn't just give him, just give him Aki Bono. That- that almost all of your roster and your crew was held fucking hostage. Hostage, exactly. That was one of my other points, Kyle. You let them get held hostage on a plane. The plane sat there on the tarmac with them in it, sweating to death. How about we go to a place that knows Yokozuna passed away? And hold on. Vince is on his (laughs) private jet going, I sure hope the boys and girls that are left for Saudi are going to be okay. Like, really? And let's get to the meat of the matter. Not only all of those things, but you're taking money from a country that still treats women like it's right. the fucking 1400s. And you, still, you, that you, kills people. And you're still, taking, people you're taking barbarians, essentially. It's barbarians with fucking Here, money. That's what Saudi Arabia is. Not, not even a fucking month after, they fucking killed somebody and chop them up. Right. Oh, well done. You're saying a month after. Okay. Last show. They're stuck there on the tarmac. They're held hostage. Vince is already home. Everybody gets home just in time for Monday Night Raw. What does Vince do on Wednesday? Signs a fifty million dollar contract to go back again. Mm-hmm. I've what? never watched. I've never watched a Crown Jewel, and I never will, because just based anything. on principle. Just based on principle, I'll never watch right. one. David mentioned we want Yokozuna. They gave them Akibono. One of the the, the pay per views they did there, they asked them to bring the Ultimate Warrior. What did they do? Hey, Luke Gallows, go put on that famous face paint that you used to wear in Japan. Yeah. Maybe they won't be able to tell the difference. Go be the ultimate Luke. <laughs> yeah, you know? And then the only thing that came out of it, but then they shit on it, I'm going to go back to the Boneyard match. They started the Undertaker-AJ style storyline in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Where Undertaker so, dropped AJ? <laughs> right, in three seconds. So that was the only good thing to come out of it, but then they shit on it come WrestleMania. So thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks, but no thanks. But yeah, that that thing definitely. Like I said, I almost inducted it. I had a sneaking suspicion somebody else would. Well, so I, had I left it, it off. I had it as Goldberg versus the Undertaker in Saudi Arabia, DX versus the Undertaker and Kane in Saudi Arabia. Then I'm like, you know what? No, it's just Saudi Arabia. Saudi it's Arabia. Do with yeah. anybody else. And you know what? As an honorable mention, not only are we going to, I'm as the as the chief executive officer of We Can't Wrestle. I'm going to say that not only are we going to induct the Crown Jewel pay-per-views into the Hall of Shame, we're going to induct the entire barbaric country of Saudi Arabia into the Hall of Shame. Sounds good. Kyle, you're next, buddy. All right. 
I'm going to say three simple words, and I guarantee each and every one of you are going to go, oh. Oof. Ope. <laughs> Chamber of Horrors. Oh, God. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh This is a shit show. Oh. I almost... I almost put it, that on my list. Okay. I, I almost, I it's the ugliest it, cage it. ever. Yeah. It's the ugliest cage ever. <laughs> Where do I start? The fact that the fucking, the, the switch is flipped down and they film Cactus Jack flipping it back up. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the producer's like, hey, the cactus, yeah. The, the switch, oh, no problem. I got it, boss. <laughs> and then you look at the match. It's like they, they booked the pay-per-view. And then they were like, so, okay, so they booked the pay-per-view. They wanted Sting to be in this cage match. Then they booked the pay-per-view, and they were like, well, who the fuck else is left? Right. And then, like, nobody in the in the match is actually feuding with each other. They just threw, it's like, here's here's Va- Big Van Vader and Diamond Stud and Abdullah the Butcher and Cactus Jack. We're just going to throw these guys together. And you sell the entire pay-per-view. You sell the entire pay-per-view on this this cage match, and it's the first fucking thing on the show. All right, Nate, you said nobody's feuding. Here's the crack-up. Abdullah the Butcher and Cactus Jack are actually feuding during this pay-per-view. But they're on the same team, and they're beating the shit out of each other. Nobody's feuding feuding with each other on the opposite teams. Right. Right. And then Abdullah Butcher gets electrocuted, and there's a fucking fireworks show. Yeah, right. he gets el- it's a get he gets electrocuted, and it's more like a Roman candle's going off. And but to uh, his credit, to his what credit, a, it was somewhat entertaining, though. Not yeah, but on. isn't 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 Abdullah shaking even when he's sitting still? I mean, he's right. just, yeah. <laughs> he's just blobbing around, you know. I would see, shake if you could put a quarter in my fucking head. <laughs> see, David's right though. It's it's still good because it's like a bad beam. It's a train wreck. You know what I mean? Right. But it's you better than those it. vignettes. Matches we've been getting on every pay per view. Oh yeah, so, yeah. true. We, we yeah we can shit on old wrestling all we want, but anything anything we're talking about on here is better than anything going on today. But yeah, the Chamber of Horrors is most definitely worthy of being in the Hall of Shame. I bet you found it very entertaining when uh, Dustin Dustin put his hand in that electrical box and had to stutter for months, <laughs> and then it disappeared. Oh that. He straight up made he made he made triple he made Triple H lose it for real on that one segment on Raw. Yeah. Like the Triple H was not working. Cornbread, damn it! I'll give you a sip. I'll give you a bite of my hot dog if you give me a sip of your Slurpee. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Booker T ever kept a straight face in a backstage segment with. That that segment when they're when he's he's in bed with that chick and then Goldust is in the bed. I want you to leave the NWO. He's like, what the fuck? (laughs) And I wore this for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) When he dressed up like Oprah, remember when he dressed up like Oprah when they were in Chicago? He dressed up like a freaking like Darth Vader. It was great. (laughs) Oh, that whole thing. I want you to leave the NWO. I know <laughs> I know he wants to be treated seriously now in AEW, but he's still got the damn face paint on and everything. They really need to let him be a little comedic because mm-hmm. comedy Dustin is hysterical. Yes. You know, and as much as everybody wants to shit on it, like 
when he was the whole forever unchanged gold dust. The that was still comedy known. gold. Oh my god, would he come out as fucking dusty? And- that was some of that. That was some of my favorite late '90s Jim Ross stuff. Because Jim Ross's character hated that character. He'd be like, forever unchained, left his wife and his baby. <laughs> he was so angry. His character was so in, angry. Tell me all day pop when he came out. Remember during those couple months when um, <clears throat> he was the self-righteous gold dust against Val Venus? Yeah. And he was Dustin or whatever. And then all of a sudden, he had uh, Val did a sex video, uh, video with Marlena. And then all of a sudden, Goldust shows back up and then puts Val in the corner and kicks him straight in the nuts. I know I wasn't the only one that popped. My favorite thing <laughs> that came out of there was he would come out with a sign that says, he is coming. Val Venus came out with a sign that read, I have come. <laughs> and it was like perfectly done. If you're going to have any character do it, yes, it's Val Venus, You know what I mean? <clears throat> so Aaron, it is your turn now, brother. The next inductee, we've got the uh, the Chamber right, of Horrors uh, is officially in the hall. All right, and we've talked about this as an action figure. I was going to save this one for last, and it was weird because, like, I wrote it down. I shouldn't say I wrote it down. I put it in my phone, and then I saw you guys posting, like, pictures of it and shit, and I was like, oh, man, this is some foreshadowing. Honest to God, I didn't think about it after you guys did it i had this on my list it's rocco the puppet that's such a bad storyline yes rocco the puppet is one of the worst fucking things i've ever seen in my it was a scary looking puppet too. entire life it was a wrestling fan. It didn't match the yellow it's not like the yellow d went mystical like, or anything like that like ooh, we're voodoo or you know you're the fucking legion of doom why the fuck did WWF mess up the Legion of Doom in general every time? Because they but didn't anyways. create them. Because they didn't create them. Every freaking time. All three runs. Yeah. You know, you're going to the UK to do your first big pay-per-view, and your idea is to put Rocco the Puppet on a chopper with Paul Ellering, and that's the end. I mean, the entrance was cool as shit until you oh, realize yeah. there's a puppet on Paul Ellering's bike. And, and, you know? and... And, and see, like, with the WWE, it's like, even before the puppet, right? the biggest problem in the with the WWE, with LO, honestly, I, maybe even, I might even change it. Like, I can add, like, Rocco the puppet's fucking terrible, okay? Maybe it would just be LOD in the WWE, WWF in general. Yeah. The problem with it is when Vince got Hawk and Animal, the worst thing he did with them was clean them up. Like when they were in like the NWA, they were they were gritty. They were gritty. They were badass, kick-ass motherfuckers. And when they oh, had they were spikes on and shit, right? Huh? They were good in WCW too. They, they, but, they knew, WCW knew yeah. what to do with them. But but every time every time every time Vince had them, he wanted to clean them up and Until make them the look. Last run, that last run it was to make fun of Hulk because he was a drug addict and an alcoholic. Yeah, so yeah, they. Ugh. But that fucking Rocco puppet, that thing, 
I got, I got a question. Trash. I got a question that's slightly off topic, but kind of on topic. Does W for a company that pays for people's sobriety to send them to rehab? It seems like whenever they have a wrestler who's had a drug or alcohol addiction, they like to flaunt it. Jake the Snake Roberts against Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, CM Punk's father used to be an alcoholic, so they had Jericho splash him with a bottle of Jack Daniels. Because with his problem. The, Why is the, that the, the Jeff the, Hardy now? I can explain you know? it to you. I can explain it to you based on what we know the little we know, because the only thing you know, the only things you know about Vince McMahon is what other people say about him that have worked for him. It is, it is because of Vince McMahon's personality, because Vince McMahon looks at sickness and addiction and things like that as a weakness. So he looks at them as things to bully and make fun of because he's a prick. But I mean, I mean, that's, that's my, that's my observation. Archie. No, I agree with you. And I just don't understand. It's happening with Jeff Hardy right now. And they just made him fight in a barroom match against Sheamus. And it's not even Smackdown. interesting. It's not right. even interesting. Right. SmackDown's the worst TV. SmackDown right now, in its current incarnation, is the worst wrestling, major network wrestling TV show ever produced. I'd rather watch Thunder from 1999 well, and, than SmackDown right now. The other night, right. Vince McMahon's an asshole. The other <laughs> night before Extreme Rules came on, I was I was watching the WWE Network just on in the background or whatever, and they had the Jeff Hardy story, and Jeff Hardy's on there like, oh, promising, like, oh, I'm never gonna, you know, screw up again. It's right. like, how many times have you done this, man? Like, right? Like, quit promising it. Like, quit telling right. your friends. Right. Like, oh, I'm gonna see. That's the whole thing with sobriety, though. You're not supposed to make a promise to anybody but yourself. Right. You're not supposed to be on national television. Go, I promise I'll never screw. No, nobody cares if you screwed up. It's that you oh, don't yeah. hurt yourself. Oh, I forgot to say this. By the way, inducting was Dink. Dink. <laughs> Dink was Dink was inducting Rocco. Okay. Yeah. Aww. Dink. I would have loved to have heard that. <laughs> it could have been we LC all over again. <laughs> it would have been short. <laughs> hey oh um all right, all right so my next inductee if if syphilis and gonorrhea were a wrestling promotion they would be xpw <laughs> i am inducting an aaron inducted an entire promotion last week i am or last year i am inducting an entire promotion xpw uh-huh. it is it is when it XPW is when the Fremunda cheese falls off of ECW. XPW was fucking the only, terrible. The only <laughs> thing XP, XPW ever did that entertained me was that fucking Nate. You're, you're, when you're New Jack throws Vic, when New Jack throws Vic Grimes off the thing, intending about, to kill him. And that's not even the. That's not even. What the only thing XPW ever did that I enjoyed is um, that fucking promo that Shane Douglas did. Yeah. They had like the camera in his hand and he was like talking about Hulk Hogan. He's like, suck then, you suck now. Like it was like, See, that, that was the that only was, good thing they ever did. gold though, because here's the thing Douglas is in the middle of the ring with a live mic and a phone in his hand calling WCW, Hogan, Bischoff. And Chris Candido's in the background going, like, don't tell them I'm here. Don't tell them yeah, I'm here. Because yeah, yeah. he's, he's still under contract. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. still under contract with WCW. <laughs> well, and here, 
<laughs> like, okay, so I think the, the funniest thing about that Vic Grimes and um, New Jack thing is where New Jack talks about it, where he's like, Vic Grimes is like, I can't feel my legs, Jack. He's like, you're going to need your legs. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, New, ja- New, Jack, New Jack is in my top five favorite shoots. I love watching New Jack it. shoot. And Jeremy Borash, when he's interviewing him about it, he's like, was that, was that the receipt? He was like, that was the receipt. That was the, the register. That, that was the register. That was the pill. Well, you, I'm sure you all watch Dark Side of the Ring, New Jack, yes. right? Yes. When he explains it, he's like, "I drew this motherfucker off," and he's like, "I can't feel my legs. Don't worry, you'll I'll, I'll use them for you." They threw him <laughs> off, and all he did was hit the ropes. And I thought he was going to be dead. He got up and walked out of the arena. I'm like, "Wow, what a heartless son of a bitch you the, are!" The, but, the, the, and also, can, it's also can, funny. Sorry, Nate. That's all right. Go ahead. It's also funny when they throw him off and he misses the tables. Or he doesn't like completely miss the tables, but he like hits some of the tables and he bounces off the ropes and shit. Then the announcer's like, uh, we'd like to thank you guys. <laughs> thank you all for coming out tonight. Coming out tonight. Please get uh, some, please, please get some of the leftover popcorn and hot dogs <laughs> on your way out. Vic Brown's gonna need some medical attention. Yeah, that's your, and that's you're your probably famous. gonna need a chemical scrub after attending this show. Jeez. So yeah, we've talked about that, but let's not gloss over the fact that this promotion was oh, awful. My. It was awful. Well, 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 to their credit, Nate, they were owned by a porn director. Yes, and they had Rob Black. The, remember their main guy, the real Messiah. deal. Well, yeah, Messiah, but they're like that. You know, every every extreme wrestling promotion always has its main guy that's quote unquote mm-hmm. a real wrestler. Like yeah. ECW had Shane Douglas and et cetera, right. et cetera. Their their main wrestler was that guy, the real deal, Damian Steele. <laughs> this guy was like this guy was like a poor man's test, and test is a poor man's test. And he was like eight he, inches shorter. Yeah, poor man's <laughs> test with a with a terrible porn actress as his manager. And he looked like he needed to condition his hair. He couldn't cut a promo for shit. And that's your best guy. That's your main event. And the rest of it was just terrible. Like, every time I watch any of those shows, I feel like I need to go take a shower. It was awful. Pogo the Clown. Yeah, Pogo the Clown. Nate, if you Pogo away. What's up, Archie? If you could find it, look for the shoot video from that guy, Messiah. Mm Mm-hmm. He explains that. Is he the one that got his fingers cut off? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they they cut his thumb off. That Damien Steele was put with Lizzie Borden, who's the Mm -hmm. the girl you said was his manager. Right. Lizzie Borden was Rob Black's wife in real life. And he caught them together. That's why he never got the big push he was supposed to. He put her with him as just to give him a manager. And then he walked in on them. They were together. Mm-hmm. And he wanted that to fire. Like he probably got the push. Right. No, <laughs> he, was, he was pushing. He didn't get a push. <laughs> and so Rob Black wants to fire him, and he's like, "You know what? I'm not going to fire him until I get him hurt." So he sent him out to the ring with like one of their biggest guys that is a hardcore wrestler, <laughs> mm-hmm. and has him get injured. He legitimately gets his leg broken. So mm-hmm. okay, Damian Steele's gone. Here's Messiah now, the next big thing in their company. Who does he put with Messiah? Lizzie Borden. Who does he catch with Messiah? Lizzie Borden. What does he do next? He cuts the man's thumb off. Like, dude, stop putting your wife well, with I, the I main get, eventers. 
I guess he couldn't. I guess he couldn't threaten to take their push away. Like, what are you going to do? Go into the room and say, "You will never main event the Anaheim Boys Gym." I mean, what? I mean, you know, whatever. You can't. <laughs> well, and, and here's the other and, thing. Like, and let, at some point, this, this is how this. That, sorry, Kyle. Point, go ahead. No, at some point, you got to put the blame on his wife, right? That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, like she's the one that spreading her fucking legs, like. Stop putting your porn star wife to go with good-looking guys that work she's, for your company. And I dude, probably, she's spreading herself like cream cheese on a bagel. You got to cut know? this out. But every right. woman in that company was a porn star. I'll preface XPW, this with every XPW. woman in there was a porn star, and a couple of the wrestlers were too. Pogo the clown actually had his own porn pre- movie. <laughs> I don't I'm know why, but that's very humorous to me. So. Pogo down on the clown. <clears throat> All right. Anything Pogo else on X? <laughs> Anything else on this disgusting I'll, promotion? I'll, 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 I'll preface this, okay, with XPW, and this is all that needs to be said about it. There was at one point, you know who XPW's like babyface was? Their their big star. You know who it was? Kid, was it Kid? Yeah. Big Dick Dudley. They were painting him up to be the next monster, to be their monster. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> All you need to know so about So, David, you get our, uh, your, your, well, I, I know we said we were going to give you five if you wanted five, but as of right now, your last induction into this year's Hall of Shame. I have one more. So do I. Yeah, we, we all do. We all have one more. I'm going to go with, and we kind of discussed him briefly earlier, but I'm going to go with a storyline that was during the Attitude Era. And in my Hall of Shame, I'm going to pick the PP Chop Off Val Venus storyline. Oh. <laughs> Me choppy choppy your PP. Choppy choppy your PP. That had to be yeah, one trinkage. of the worst storylines in history. <laughs> That I, um, I feel like they just, I mean, they just wanted to throw Funaki and Taka and everybody on TV. So they figured, let's do the choppy choppy pee pee off. And then they try to Lorena Bob at him, the lights shut off, and then that's that. There's no conclusion. There's no. They never tell you who killed the lights. Who and killed a, the light? A, re, a reoccurring thing theme here seems to come back to Vince Rousseau a lot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yep. just he's hanging there, butt naked, and they're about right. to drop the TP off, and then boom, lights go out, and then that's it. Explain so, something to me. You 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 have a samurai sword. The lights go out. You turn the lights back on. He's still there, hanging there, butt naked. Why didn't you chop him in the neck? What stopped you? Why didn't you just run back in? I chop it down. You know? Right, right, <laughs> right. Crappy storyline, crappy storytelling, crappy way to kind of guy. Guy goes with my way. If I'm still chopping off his dick, I don't care. Yeah, and, just, just an overall hall of shame, crappy, and it almost feels like the task master should have walked in. <laughs> with giant and and Brutus and stuff, and thrown, and, and thrown some of that not hot water at. Valentina. It would have made more sense if the shark and Kamala walked in and saved him. The master, uh, the master, <laughs> came in and saved him. The master, the master shows up. Yamaguchi, my son. <laughs> so wax on, wax off. Um, 
pluck the snake from the Bengal tiger or whatever, whatever. Nate, you're borderlining on that racism. Just stop right there. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just quoting the wizard here, or whatever the fuck his name was, the master. Hope that's that not the grand wizard. Kid, by the way, <laughs> that is my hall of shame. Val Venus, chop off the PP. All right. And it was terrible. It was, it was, again, 99. Well, no, that was 98. Yep. But epitome the of a Vince Rousseau storyline. The reason they said that Val Venus didn't lose his penis. That yeah, was Val's re- reason for them not being able to do it. But who killed the light and why didn't they just do it? You know, whatever. I'm sorry, a samurai sword still isn't going to miss shrinkage. Just right. saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not defending it. <laughs> You'll still take a nut off, if anything. You know? Right. Oh, we right. missed, the, we, we, missed all penis. we got his nut. <laughs> right. Come out the next week with the nut on the on a necklace. This is my this is my nutless <laughs> right here. He'll Around come out head. with that bike rider guy. What's that guy's name? Uh, who had one nut? So he was yeah, Arm, cheated. Armstrong. Yeah, because because he was aerodynamic. <laughs> <laughs> one nut aerodynamic. <laughs> and if you don't want to use the real Lance Armstrong, you can bring out Brad Armstrong. <laughs> if you can exhume him at this point. Right. We're not going to disrespect the good goddamn name of Brad Armstrong. It would have been funny up. if they had him come out the next week like they really chopped it off and he went, Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. <laughs> He's wearing a bandage like a diaper. Instead of well, you know the thing about Boston. You know the small about Boston. Hello, everybody. <laughs> that would be the. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> Is it time for my last one? Yes, yes sir. sir. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm enjoying it. After the week. After this is the, the best the, wrestling the, podcast on the planet. After the last couple of days that I've had, trust me, this has been a great release from everything else I've had going on. So. <laughs> nice words there. <laughs> great. Yeah. Thing. Great, Especially great. since we just got done talking about Val Venus. Right. All right. So, my last entry is going to be a bit angrily entered into the <laughs> like me with, shame. Like me with Corbin earlier. It's cool. Right. Right. <laughs> I may get a bit more vulgar, though, Nate. That's fine. What the fuck? My ever. last entry is someone that I feel shills himself to the high heavens to sell every piece of merchandise that he can. And I understand that after being released from the biggest wrestling company in the world, you need to make money. But he's acting like he didn't get paid a fucking dollar from Vince McMahon for over 10 years. So I am putting into the Hall of Shame the biggest douchebag I think that there (laughs) is in the wrestling world. You, Zack Ryder, are now in the Hall of Shame. Woo, woo, woo. We Can't Wrestle podcast. You know it. The day best, he got best thing Zack Ryder. This is the best thing Zack Ryder ever accomplished. So Definitely. The day he got released from the WWE, he had a shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. Three days later, he had his Jordans up. Not Zack Ryder. Limited edition Jordans, just regular Jordans. With his <laughs> on them. And he was selling those things for 300 
Okay. <laughs> that was uh, worded. That was worded perfectly. Not Zack Ryder limited edition Jordans. Just regular Jordans. Just regular blue Jordans. <laughs> I, bought, yeah, I bought these at Foot Locker. I bought these right. at Foot Locker yesterday. <laughs> right. These are ring worn. I swear. <laughs> did they have pumps? No, <laughs> no they did not. Uh, he's sold in toy. He sells toys at a hundred percent markup. Uh, he does what? What are they called? Toy breaks that he does on the major league podcast thing. I'm not. I've never been a member. I've never met a member of it, so I know only know what you guys tell me. Basically, he became a collector so he could control the market and say Jack's BCA are worth one hundred and fifty dollars. No, they're not, unless they're MOC and unless they're mint and they're a limited edition one. So for that reason, I find Zack Ryder to be one of the biggest douchebags pieces of shit that I've ever encountered. Now, why I say encountered is I've met Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins, on three occasions at Wrestle Pro Wrestling, where he was actually an owner with Pat Buck. Brian Myers is the most approachable, nicest guy I've ever met in the wrestling business. Doesn't didn't even want to charge me for an autograph before the show. Mm-hmm. I told him wait until the show starts so I could pay him not to be the asshole who gets free autographs from the guys. Right. I've talked to him. He sits there for as many minutes as he can to, in between his customers to, to ask about questions and things like that. I've met Zack Ryder at WWE Access during WrestleMania week. And guess what? He signed my fucking autograph and looked at me and said, thanks, and never even said hello, never said goodbye. It was just like, get out of my way. And I paid to be at Access. So <laughs> fuck you, Zack Ryder. Right. With a, with a guy who was essentially achieved in WWE and... How long was he there? Shit, twelve years. He had like that. put it this way: he's been there long enough to where he has a ruthless aggression figure, I believe. Right. So, I was going to say, I think I think the Major Brothers came in in '06 or '07. And remember, he came in and got more bigger when he was an edgehead. So right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you you essentially achieved the superstar status of a. I don't know. Barry Horowitz, maybe. Maybe Barry Horowitz was a bear star. What? Coco Beware? Nah. He's not even at Coco Beware level. (laughs) But the Jordans Jordans pissed me off to the high heaven. To be honest, the only thing I I ever enjoyed of Zack Ryder in the WWE was when Kane pushed him off the stage in the wheelchair. That was funny. I, yeah, wish Kane, I wish Kane would have done it every week after that. <laughs> Just a recurring that would have been You wish that Kane would have walked up in access and pushed him off. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Tied your shit and said, Next, right. Kane Next. comes over, let's go. Right. <laughs> I, I apologize for Mr. Ryder's behavior. It's time for him to go. Well, I will say this. Woo, woo, woo. Welcome to the Hall of Shame, Zack Ryder. Kyle, your final inductee this year. All right, so this one is probably going to get a little heated as well. This is what happens when you fucking put three, four, five, six, seven fucking kickouts of finishers and matches. This is the fucking. This is what happens. This is how, where we get to, and that is fucking Dick Kick City. <laughs> I am so fucking tired of seeing people kick the other person in the nuts to win a match. It's, yeah. It's unfucking creative. 
it's it, like I said, this is the point we're at now. Because once you've kicked out a fucking five tombstones or or, or seven F fives, what do you do? You kick exactly. them in the fucking nuts. Like this. Yeah. It just it's uncreative, it's bullshit, it's shitty wrestling, it's shitty writing. It's lazy is what it is. Yes. It's lazy and and you're right. Like uh, it's, and this is going to sound funny. Like this is only only on a pro wrestling podcast would you hear this quote. But a nut shot used to mean something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like, do you miss a good China nut shot where she? Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there oh, and just yeah. sat there. Like she didn't move it either. Like she put the arm up, hit him in the nuts, and just left her arm there, like to say, "Yep." I just fucked your nuts up. <laughs> or even she she even did those she even did good accident ones on those, like when she'd accidentally just punch Foley in the ass cheek. You know, like it was <laughs> And she would just hold it there like yeah. Yeah, this yep, is where my arm is, bro. She, she right was now. relishing in the moment of hitting him in the nuts. That's what mm-hmm. was, was enjoying it. That's what that's what Archie wants to do to Ryder right now. Yes. <laughs> but I want to preface this by saying also I'm sick and tired of people saying like, oh, they're taking him to Suplex City or they're taking him to Dick Dick City or they're taking him to DDT City. Like, stop. Fucking stop quit. it. Stop. It's like Peter Griffin. Stop it. Stop it. You sound stop like it. you sound like Jim Cornette now, who was uh, who spent an entire podcast bitching when Foley did a dick flip from Joey Ryan. He was so pissed. I can't believe the legend Foley got flipped by Ryan's dick. Well, I, I wish I wish Joey Ryan would fall into a trash compactor, but that's just me. But yes, no, <laughs> well, Joey Ryan. After all those stories came out, a lot of people do. Yeah, oh, I think I think he has too, Nate. I don't think that he'll be around. Well, anymore. no, he's done in the wrestling business. I hated yeah. him before all this because. I mean, well, I didn't. I didn't like him when I first saw him in Championship Wrestling yeah. from from Hollywood. Yeah. Fucking seven, eight years. Else, ago. The guy's nothing garbage. else. Joey Ryan. It was it was his fucking actual personality. Fucking amp up. Right. He told 10, us. So. He mm-hmm. told us. He, he, he did. Is my turn coming up? Yep. So, Aaron, what is your next inductee into the We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame? Your last one for this year. It's my last one. Coming up to the stage um, to induct this person is Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> That's random as fuck. <laughs> oh, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> oh, stupid! Mark Ruffalo is coming up to in- induct Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> Why? And did 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 he? Did he pay him 20 bucks? What? No, just because it was the most random person I could think of. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo is inducting Virgil <laughs> into, in, into the, the whole thing. Oh, shame. Oh, shame. Like Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> so, Mark Ruffalo comes up and he's like, hey, Virgil debuted in 1985 and has been stealing money ever since. (laughs) (laughs) He wrote a fucking monologue. (laughs) Are you guys listening? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. 
Mark Ruffalo continues by saying the best work he ever did was standing there and shutting the fuck up. <laughs> he worked with amazing people but never learned anything. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> David, we're going to have Virgil on next week, aren't we? <laughs> No. 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 He wants to do a show with us, but... No. This <laughs> <laughs> is three hours of an empty stream. <laughs> Even we're not on a date. We all go to me and never come back. It's Virgil. <laughs> with that fucking poster of DiBiase behind him. <laughs> you know... You know what I find strange was during all this? Aaron is sitting there pissed off because we took over. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are cutting off Mark Rothbard. <laughs> We're not the first. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be the last. Oh, man. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lo- Go ahead, Loyal Order Water Ruffalo. <laughs> okay. And at the end of the day, this stupid, milk-headed... <laughs> milk-headed? No, I, I misspoke. Mark Ruffalo misspoke. <laughs> Let me start out again. He debuted in 1985. He's been stealing oh, money start out over, Okay. This stupid motherfucker never learned anything, even though he was standing next to great talent. He never learned anything and could never, this milk-dudded head motherfucker, could never cut a promo even if he was at gunpoint. (laughs) Like, if somebody pointed a 9mm at head and said cut a promo put people in the building <laughs> this stupid ignorant motherfucker could never well, make that's it that's how happen. you really feel Mark he's the fucking worst oh fuck I wish I had the kazoo right now <laughs> Virgil's never, a piece of shit you never, you never found it mate? no I never found it and I went. I actually went to Dollar General, Dollar Tree, and Walmart, and nobody carries them. So you put that much effort into finding. <laughs> I did. I thought it was oh really. I thought it was a really funny idea, and they're all on the way home from work anyway. <laughs> you know what's you know what's messed up is the fact that Virgil has an action figure where he comes with a table and a sign. Oh, I have this set up, and he's sitting by himself. <laughs> he's got a little stuffed Ted DiBiase on the table on a contract. <laughs> Please recognize me. Sorry, oh. Nate. You have the honors my, of the last member. My, and my final inductee will not live up to Virgil. <laughs> I don't think any of our inductees lived up to any of Aaron's inductees. <laughs> no, he won the night. He won the night again. But my final inductee into the 2020 Hall of Shame is Max Payne slash Man Mountain Rock. Oh, why? Because he was garbage. He was terrible. 
absolutely terrible. The only thing that guy ever did was showing up and accidentally having a good match with the Nasty Boys and Cactus Jack as his tag team partner. He was a terrible promo. He looked like he looked like he was homeless. In the WWF, he was just a big fat guy in tie-dye pajamas. In WCW, I like his <laughs> when he had that like disheveled like they were trying to do a hair rock thing with him, but he looked like, you know, meatloaf needs to go to rehab <laughs> kind of thing. It just, it, it was terrible. And his promos were terrible. And so I know there's not a lot of discussion unless somebody has something to add. Cause we can't, we can't top that I, Virgil thing, I didn't but I am inducting him. Max Payne into the, we can't wrestle hall of shame. I didn't mind him as Max Payne so much because I think Cactus Jack carried them as a tag team. No, you think? <laughs> but, but how but, fucking generic is the name Max Payne? Like that is. Well, was it enough for them to make a video game of that name? And he sued them and got money from it. <laughs> and he did. And he did. But well, that I just, just makes me sad for the fucking justicism in our country. Well, it makes <laughs> the same thing as Diamond Dallas Page suing Jay Z for the diamond symbol. <laughs> I'm surprised he never got sued by Nirvana for fucking <laughs> that right. that that entrance music. Yeah, God, y'all want to say like... something funny? I just sent y'all the Virgil photo. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about WCW. Like they fucking what was it? Chris Jericho had even flow, but it wasn't yep. really. Mm-hmm. Raven had um, keep them separated Raven, by but... Offspring. Yep. Right. But with no uh, words. Was instrumental bad bird generic version. Mm-hmm. Rick Steiner had fucking Welcome to the Jungle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we should have inducted the generic WCW music. Yeah. Hogan Hogan was the only one paying for the rights of any music. He used Voodoo Child. Do I get it? to give my honorable mention? Yes. yes. Absolutely. Honorable mention is Katie Vick. Oh. oh the worst thing ever to be done. And not only that, <laughs> when it the, took place, it was next door to a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the funniest picture ever. Yeah, you see he's got his little stuffed uh, MDM in his contract. Yep. Also, um, chugging a beer behind him. Yep. And the rocks on the mic. Um, Ron, Ron Simmons is behind him in like the corner going, damn. 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 Pauses, looks around. Damn. Um, <laughs> But the Katie v- and the fact that it took place while a funeral was next door. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. there was a funeral going on in the next. Were, like, if you listen to the Big Show uh, version or the uh, something to wrestle with about Big Show, they're talking about that there was actual fucking burials going on while they yep. shot that thing with the boss man. Mm-hmm. They didn't yeah. care back then, man. It was all everything was open game, but the Katie Vick is in the Hall of Shame, and it should God. forever stay locked in there. <laughs> I, have the gonna... fame, I have the Hall of Fame theme. Katie Vick is one of those hear it. things where, like, it wasn't even needed. Katie oh. Vick was Katie Vick was the symptom of all right from ninety uh, late ninety seven. Um, until 2001, like we were talking about earlier with the Austin turn, you had the Attitude Era. And then there was that couple of years after that where they tried to continue the Attitude Era, 
Right. But it was like it was Shop like TV. It, yeah, TV. and it was it was it was essentially like the 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 leftovers of the Attitude Era. Right. Like this is all still us trying to shock people, but at this point, it's fucking stupid. Because um, I I would rank and I would rank the HLA thing up there with with Katie Vick, in that yeah. it was com- it was a complete waste of TV time. It was Bischoff, you know? yeah. Bischoff. Mm-hmm. But, but on the other side of that, like the whole Billy and Chuck wedding was fucking brilliant. Well, yeah, up until Billy and Chuck looked into the camera and go went, but we're not really gay, and then everybody went, oh fuck you. Because right, the, I'm the gay about, and lesbian. Now, oh no, the, the lead I, up to it was great. You know, I'm not. Like, I'm not at all defending it, Archie. But what I will say is, they were planning on going farther with that. Right. But the the L the LGBT groups got got involved. Well, they asked, "Are they really gay? Are they?" Are yeah, they, really they got involved, and I, I think I think I think at that point WWE was like, "All right, okay, <laughs> we're just gonna." You know, oh, that thing was used to be in the Hall of Shame as well. Let's see if let's see if this works. Hold on, hold on, guys. Let's see if this works. What is he playing? I don't know, but if it's copyrighted, I'll have to. I can't use it anyway. I have to take but it off anyway, of YouTube. But the worst part about the whole Katie Vick thing, on top of everything else, is. That when did this supposedly happen? Right, right. Because Kane was fucking burned and right. was held in seclusion and in by Paul right. right, And then all of a sudden, it's like, nah, he had a girlfriend that he fucking killed. Right, like when? What? <laughs> what? What time did he have to do this? You know? Apparently, Vince thought that was funny as shit. <laughs> they changed that storyline. That was the whole thing with it. They try. It's almost like they tried to ruin Kane multiple times because mm-hmm. the whole Katie Vick thing. Then when they finally unmasked him, they're like, "He was never burned. He was just. He just thought he was burned." Yeah, you know, it was like what? it was all in his mind. And you then know, the like, horrible fucking May. What was the the release of uh, Sino Evil? The May fifteenth, May nineteenth, yeah. And then they had fucking Luke Gallows come out. Dresses Kane with a horrible fucking wig on. <laughs> like you couldn't have done that better. All right, <laughs> Luke Gallows went on record when he got hired back recently with the WWE. When him and Carl Anderson went back, Vince McMahon walked up to him and went, "Hi, Luke. Nice to meet you." Luke yeah. Gallows, like Vince, we've met each other before multiple times. He's like, "When?" Well, I was Festus. I worked for you before. Festus no, was terrible. He's like, no, you weren't. I'm, he's like, Vince, look at him. He shows him a picture. He's like, oh, God. Then, by the way, Vince, I was also here as the fake Kane. Like, what are you talking about? Remember when you did May 19th? Vince is like, yeah, that was me as fake Kane. <laughs> he's like, Vince looked at him and went, wow, we really went to shit on you. We went to town on you with those shit things. And then look what they did to the Good Brothers. After all that, mm-hmm. you still shit on him again. <laughs> Still I'll, fucked him over I'll, 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 I'll defend Vince on this. I'll, I'll defend Vince on this. There's been people that have been hired multiple times in my job. I'm just like, hey, man, welcome to the show. Like, <laughs> welcome. Man, I probably worked here before. <laughs> no, I don't no, know you. <laughs> well, th- that is it, ladies and gentlemen. The 2020 We Can't Wrestle Hall of Shame. And um, Kyle, any yes, parting sir. words? 
for our guests, uh, our, our listeners. Quick, uh, we had a friend of one of the people in the one of the groups. I can't remember which one it was. It was involved in a horrible motorcycle accident. Yes. So Nick again, um, being myself as a biker and stuff, please, please look twice for people who are on motorcycles. It mm-hmm. is that time of the season. Like I said, don't be a prick and blow your grass out onto the fucking road. Like I said, just take a second look. It could save somebody's life. Yes. And uh, our family of groups and podcasts and et cetera here at the We Can't Wrestle family, I want to let everybody know that's listening, if you are not a member of the We Can't Wrestle podcast group, like Aaron always says, what the fuck are you waiting for? And also, also... And also the Asylum and World Championship Customs. If you are if you are a wrestling fan, if you are a collector, I say it all the time on the show. These groups are not just groups; they are communities. Um, Quite frankly, Archie and David are members of this family because of those families. Yes, sir. Um, we, we, you know, we, we, we became friends. We've never met each other in person in the flesh, but we are friends, very good friends because of these groups on Facebook. It's not just about, it's not just about events. It's not just about, you know, sometimes it, it's not even about toys. Exactly. Just being exactly. friends and talking to each other. You know, I mean, we, we all, you know, and Archie, all of our sympathies go out with you losing your uncle this week. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have to, Nate, I, I have to say something. Yesterday was a tough day finding out that I lost my uncle, but the support from every member of either the We Can't Wrestle podcast, WCC, Nerd Closet, or Asylum messaging me or leaving a comment on my post or whatever, it shows that there are good people still in this world that have a heart, and it's mm-hmm. not just about F you, I don't care, I don't know you, no. There are still good, normal people in this world who are willing to take the time out just to give a lending ear, a prayer, or even just say, hey, I'm here if you need anything. Right. And, you know, Kyle messaged me, you messaged me, David messaged me, Aaron messaged me. It, it, it goes to show that whether you know somebody your whole life and you've met them or you just met them in a community or whatever the case may be, we all stick together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I bitch, I about bitch this. about social media a lot on both of my podcasts and and both of my groups, but there and I bitch about it a lot because of the trolls and the people that want to argue all the time and stuff. But that is the positive of social media, is and that we we do meet people and we do we do be a, we do become a part of these communities that are much bigger than what we initially become the part of that community to to, to be a part of. And um, uh, I know that. Nate's not a big guy on self promotion or ever anything else, but oh uh, yeah, I'm not a self promoter at all. Yeah, but check out the Motley <laughs> Soup uh, podcast yes. because they do a freaking hilarious review of a horrible fucking movie called <laughs> The Killer Sofa, <laughs> and it where is, the sofa is actually a recliner. That <laughs> oh, is one of my favorite episodes I've listened to, Nate. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. The real star of that, that show, the real star of that show, is my wife. But that's beside the point. The Motley Soup is a great podcast that I've never listened to. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. <laughs> the reason I'll never listen to it is because because I haven't been on it. <laughs> guess what? 
<laughs> guest on it. For some reason, for had some Virgil reason, <laughs> for some reason, Nate will never allow me to be on the Miley fucking shoot. I don't know what it is. Really? Not Ken- Jen said it's probably Kendall. It's not Kendall. It's Nate. For some reason, Nate will not allow me to be on the Motley Soup. So, Nate, am I still on for next week to be on the Motley Soup? Yeah, sure. Oh, Archie, uh, David, oh, David, shit. come on in. David, you're invited oh, to. Hey, Kyle. Yes, sir. You want to be on the Motley Soup next week? Oh, God, yeah. I'd love it. All right. Before we sign off, I'd like to say something, though. I did message Nate one night at, like, 2 a.m. because I was a little out of my mind, and I just got done watching the movie Dirty Dancing with my wife. I love that movie. And I I messaged Nate. Dirty Dancing? You love Dirty Dancing? The reason Oh, yeah, that's a great fucking terrible movie. That's a fucking terrible movie. The reason I messaged Nate, though is because I, I gave him an idea for an episode of The Motley Soup. And I'm like, Nate, I don't think anybody looks at this movie the proper way. He's like, what do you mean? Baby, Jennifer Garner, was don't 15 put her in, the in that corner. movie. She was 15. Jennifer Garner? The, been... Yeah, she's the, the... No, not Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Grey. Yeah. Is 15. At the beginning That's of the movie, Jennifer she says, I was 15 was when we went movie. to the... Uh, Hamptons or whatever. Patrick Swayze in that movie is 22. Yep. And sleeps with her. Please her stop ruining the movie book. for me. I don't want to discuss this anymore. <laughs> Hold on. No! Yeah, Archie has totally given this thing the Epstein treatment. I'm, I'm pissed. <laughs> it's like a Jerry Lawler film. The end of the damn movie. <laughs> you look beautiful up there. Okay, great. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Motherfucker, I'm putting you in jail. <laughs> you family guy spoof for that? Oh, no. Well, yes, I have. yes, I have. <laughs> They're like, that might be true. Are she ruined? Yeah, he just completely <laughs> ruined the whole fucking movie for me. But <laughs> I, I understand that it was supposed <laughs> to be nobody thought, nobody thinks of it that way, but. Really? Why? Why? Was he really twenty two in the movie though? I need to do some right. research. So you're telling me their ages were verified in that movie. <laughs> well, let's see. In the beginning let's of the not movie, look at how they Jennifer... looked or what their real ages were in <laughs> real on. life. No, 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 no. I'm not no. In the real life she was twenty two and he was like twenty five. Okay. I'm not talking about their real life. So then I'm just going to go off of that. We're done. Beginning of the movie. The beginning of the movie. Jennifer Gray's voiceover comes on and she says, I was 15 the last time we went away to the Hamptons or wherever they were supposed to be. And wasn't he supposed to be near her age? No, because here's why. All the people who worked in that cottage were college students who were working off their tuition. Therefore, that made them between the ages of 21 and 22. Why couldn't he be 18 if he was in college? Well, that would still be against the law, David. I mean, 18 and 22 are two different things, though. 18 is legal, 15 is not. My point is to stop ruining the movie for me. I understand well, what you're talking about, but I don't right. think... What's the underage rape going on? I guess it, well, there was. Yeah, it's pretty rough. That's just, how about, <laughs> now they're going to stop playing that movie now. How now we're never going to see Dirty Dancing again. I, my question is, though, it, that movie took place in, like, 1950. Did people turn a blind eye to age in 1950? 
They turned a blind eye to a lot of fucking shit. <laughs> I think in 1950, the age of uh, being a minor and adult was different than it is now. But I, I can't say I'm not saying it's okay by any stretch of the imagination. But now I am saying that it's the thought process was here's, different in 1950. Here's, here's the odd part, though. You guys ready? I actually like the movie Dirty Dancing. Now, but that moving. part bothers here, me. Here, here's the big thing about this, okay? Like, at least with that, like, they're in love and, and everything else. Right. It's not like Matthew McConaughey, where he's like, the thing I love about high school girls, girls is they, they stay the same age. The same age. Like, you right. are a fucking creep. But they look, when he says that, if you pay attention, all the guys around him go, ew. Like, they, they don't want to look at him for a split second. Well, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, it's bad. But the way to, way, to, way to ruin a classic for me, Archie. Thank you, sir. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, well, busted my under, balls. you busted my balls all day today, so you Raise know what? That, my payback. Dancing is but, that is your payback. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but Archie, uh, you want to say your goodbyes? Keep supporting wrestling. Keep supporting the pages. Doesn't matter who you're a member of, as long as you support that group and you make sure that you are a good member, we welcome you. And keep supporting wrestling no matter what company it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. David Gold, it's been an honor and a privilege to have you on. Do you have any final words? Uh, I want to thank the CEO of Big Lots, Nate Maxson, for the credit card ads I've been getting all week. <laughs> thank you, Nate. <laughs> I can't wait to go to Big Lots and buy some furniture. Uh, serve big, save lots, my friend. <laughs> they, have, they, have, they have elites at $10 and basics at 13 I just want to know what the fuck they were thinking. <laughs> I don't know, but I wish I could get some of the... I have not had $10 elites in my store for two months. Neither I'm just wondering why box. basics are $3 Archie, are, are Archie, the same price. Yes. Archie, yes. all Nate has is blue glove AJ Styles and red yes. glove AJ Styles. That's all he has. Both. I need both. Oh, we got some oh. stupid. We got some stupid uh, WWE monster truck like uh, matchbox looking things. Yeah, but here, here's the rub. Here's the rub. Everyone I got was an AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like God damn it! We got those monster truck out. things like six months ago. I want to point this out. Well, we probably got them from you on closeout. Yeah, <laughs> you probably did. But I want to point this out. I sent a video many moons ago of me in a Target flipping through AJ Styles going, look, AJ Styles, AJ Styles, AJ and Styles, I it, and I AJ Styles, and now Archie is the AJ Style man. I just want to point out <laughs> that the Golden I Boy started the AJ Styles but Wait movement. a minute, though. I put you in an episode of Toy Hunting doing that. That's right. But no one so, remembers. Everyone thinks it's Archie's thing. I and can't. That- I can't take credit for that. Well, I didn't do it. But and that nonetheless, is... he took it, took the ball and ran with it. But I just want to point out, tomorrow we have Fred and, and Luke, Bushwhacker Luke. So have Uncle a great Fred meet and greet tomorrow. Okay, and, and David. David. Hey, David. Being honest, this show will probably get edited on Sunday. Um, so that being said, yes, um, and I'm saying it retroactively as far as the show goes, but the virtual asylum just so you know, the day before you probably hear this show, Tugboat, Fred Ottman, and Bushwhacker Luke are going to be in the virtual asylum. But before we sign off, and I was going to get to the virtual asylum, actually, the last thing to talk about. Um, 
there is a hell of a lineup coming up in the virtual asylum for those of you that are not that are not familiar with it on Facebook. Essentially, in the age of of COVID, and even probably after that, just making it easier on you and the wrestlers to access each other. You know, how many times have you, even even when this when this when this tragedy has ended, when this pandemic's over, how many times have you said, "Damn, uh, example"? Let's just say a couple of weeks ago, Vicky Guerrero is going to be at a wrestling show, but it's three hundred miles away from me. I can't make that trip. I don't have that time. With these virtual asylum shows, you can meet that person, that wrestler, your icon, your hero, get an autograph, get to talk to them for I mean, how many how how long did did Animal spend with some of the the the, the Six listeners, hours. you know? Yeah, I mean, we went, it, almost, we went and, four and a half. And and, and you can you can meet that that person, that wrestler in person, literally in person, virtually online, and get an 8x10 or get some memorabilia or what have you. And you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home, and neither do they. And it's just... And it, 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 here's the cool part. Your admission fee, that buys you your, mm-hmm. your signed 8x10, plus the shipping. These guys take care of it for you. Yes. Yep. So, when do so I get that's what I... Beef? That's what I wanted to mention. Okay. Was uh, if David wants to uh, give a, just a few, a few of the uh, the upcoming stars that are coming to the virtual asylum. Well, since we are now a day after, yes, uh, Fred and Luke, I can kind of give d- divulge into some of the details of who we have coming up. Um, on the first of August, we have Rikishi. That's on the really 8th, cool. we have Ricky, Mol- Ricky Morton from the Rock and Roll Yeah, Express. that is right. That is very <laughs> cool. Ricky Morton to be a part of that one. Eight. The 15th, we have... Uh, Ricky Morton. Yeah, the 15th, we have Victoria. Um, the 22nd, we have Diamond Dallas Page. That is really Bang. cool. The 29th, we have Mick Foley. Yeah. We're taking a week off for Labor Day. Um, that's our first week off in many months. Uh, the 12th, we have the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. The 19th, we have Sid Vicious. My birthday. The 26th, we have Hacksaw Jim Duggan coming back in again. This time with merchandise. With merch. October 2nd, on Friday night, we'll have Animal and Sergeant Slaughter. That's cool. October the 3rd, (laughs) we'll have them live at a mall in West Virginia. And then October 10th, we'll have Aiden English. That's cool. And then after that, who knows? Yeah, whatever the future may bring. But yes, definitely the the virtual asylum. You got to check it out. And you become you can become you can become a part of that by, like we said, World Championship Customs, Nerd Closet, the Asylum, the We Can't Wrestle Podcast Facebook page. Join any of these communities, and you will have access to this. Um, and it's and go ahead, the Kyle. Cool, the cool thing about it too is, even if you don't want to buy into the the meet and greets, you can, you sit can and still watch. watch them. Yep, absolutely. You don't have to. You don't have to, to. It doesn't cost a thing, guys, to join this. Like you, no. can literally watch. I mean, Vicky Guerrero shared a lot of cool stories. 
And I know earlier we joked about me being a shameless promoter, and I am. <laughs> but <laughs> not to mention, not to mention, every single one of these meet and greets within a week becomes audio you can listen to as a podcast on the Asylum Wrestling podcast. Yep. So, I we mean, it is. The producer on. Yes, I don't have to do much work lately. I <laughs> I have to listen to the audio, get out the kinks, and there we go. Because the wrestlers and David and Rocky are doing the work, and Nick and Archie, and but that's that's the whole thing, guys. It, this the, all these groups, all these pods, all these virtual meet and greets. It is an amazing community to be a part of. I am proud to be a part of it, and I am proud to have. I am proud to be a part of the Asylum. WCC Nerd Closet, and I'm proud to be a part of obviously my own podcast with these guys. But um, that being said, the the Hall of Shame is over. We've done our shameless plugging. We're all going to go to bed now, and yes. we want to thank you for joining us on episode 101 of the We and, Can't Wrestle podcast, Kyle. And if you guys tell us what you guys would what, what you guys think should be in the Hall of Shame, let's hear your guys your, your guys' inductions. Oh, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Ow! <laughs> but thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. We'll see you next week for episode 102 as we roll on. And thank you, all my co-hosts. We'll see everybody next time around. Suck my ass. <laughs>